Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 Yakuza. DJ Hyde, fuck you. Motherfucker, say you're playing. Coming up during these times. For police who find 
you're in the gym training with your fucking girl, man, I don't respect your fucking regimen, man. Like, people, they go in there and, and part of these, like, part of these motherfuckers training regimen for that day is do sit-ups while my girl holds my feet, man. You're a homo. You're a homo, man. I see these motherfuckers kneeling next to their girl while they're doing fucking planks and shit. Like, this is part of your fucking gym regiment. Like, you get to walk out of that motherfucker and tell another dude, yeah, I just came from the gym. What the fuck, man? Like, it's some bitch-ass shit. And I don't give a fuck what you show up looking like. I don't give a fuck what kind of muscle tone you got. All that kind of crazy bullshit. You might train hard, but you ain't training hard today, motherfucker. And, and that shit is just just looks like garbage, man. It, it just looks like complete bitch shit. You might as well join one of the motherfucking Curves Gym or fucking Lucille Roberts or one of those motherfuckers. That's the type of shit that I, I think when I see these motherfuckers running around with it. If you can't train your motherfucking ass off in the gym and then go meet up with your girl and fucking follow her around the kitchen and shit, if you got to treat your girl like that in the fucking gym, man, your game is fucked up. Your game is fucked up, man, and your training ain't shit. So that, that's just some shit that I see on a regular basis that gets on my fucking nerves. Well, look, I've been away for like a month, man. It's been a long fucking time. I've been away for a month. I'm finally back on this motherfucker, man. Um, so much. So much is going on. Um, I just got my computer back today from uh, my dude, Ruckus, and, uh, you know, it's fixed up. It's running and all this, and uh, all seems to be good on that front, except for, you know, the mail dented my, my shit on the way back, so shit's all fucked up looking, but it's operating way better than it was by far, so uh, it's all good, you know, big shout out to Ruckus as always, um, so yeah, there's that, man, um, so much is going on, so much, so much, uh, last night, I, I went and I got, uh, five hours of, of uh, you know, ink work, tat, tat shit done on my arms, uh, I got, um, you know, I, I got my girl's names, I got, you know, um, my twin's names on one arm and Mary Jane's name on the other arm, and that's, you know, I've had that for a while. Uh, when I initially got it, I went to these other people. Ooh, you know, I really don't like their work too much, you know, in retrospect. Um, and I and I had, um, like, faint shading tiger stripes behind the names. And I was smart in doing that because I just didn't want to commit to whatever they were about. And, um, I, you know, not that I really had, like, a huge negative thought about what they were doing, but. I knew if I went heavy on that shit, there was no turning back. I knew the names, the names are the names, and, you know, the follow guidelines of a font isn't, like, a incredibly difficult thing. They fucked up a little bit, but, um, you know, as far as the stripes go, that that's a way bigger leap, a way bigger artistic, you know, challenge as far as making it look right and, and everything else. So I'm glad I laid off of doing that, you know, hardcore, and now I'm really getting into this shit heavy. This is... um. Like I said, I, I my whole goal was um, I was going to do the striping behind the names, and then on top of that, um, I, we're going to do orange. But it, it's not just going to be like a flat orange. The stripes aren't just flat stripes with flat orange behind it. The stripes are detailed. The stripes are, are more realistic and have like a like a texture to them. And then the same thing is going to go with the with the um, the orange. 
we initially thought we were going to be able to do this in one session. By the time we got done with one arm, we were, you know, over two hours in and knew that, shit, man, we ain't getting near color today. So, you know, we set up another appointment. So April 1st, I go back and I get my, um, you know, the color part of it done. And it's it's going to be intense, man. It's going to be all line work. It's not going to be like solid color or any of that crazy shit. It's going to be all line work to put in this fucking color. So it's it's going to look fucking crazy when it's done. Um, so I'm really excited about that. But, um, you know, and what I got going on so far looks great. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, what, uh, what do I want to jump into first? Fuck. Um, the Kill 'em All Cup. So this shit, you know, this shit was uh, about to supposed to happen type thing uh, the last time I, I had my show. I think it was about to be the day of the show or some shit, and it, he had canceled it and said something about, uh, you know, his grandma died and this and this. And, um, you know, Corporal Robinson, that is, for those who don't know or forget what the fuck I'm talking about at this point. Um, well, he just he just scammed motherfuckers out of money like like crazy. Like, the dude is on some kind of, uh, supposedly he's on map. Um, I don't know, you know, personally like that, but look, here here's the, here's the situation, man. And, and you got to go back to this, and this is why, like, um, you know, these motherfuckers, man, they... There's a lot of these deathmatch wrestling fans. They just suck these wrestlers' cocks, and, you know, when it comes down to it, they'll defend them and defend them and defend them and, and you know, battle other people like myself who, who want to speak reality on a situation and be like, hey, what about this? Hey, you know, what about the necro butcher punching his fucking wife in the face a bunch of times? Whoa, whoa, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. They're different. You know, we're, we're too busy watching his matches and, and you know, marking out and, and this and this. Well, what about the fact that he has Hep C and shit, and like you know, five, six different wrestlers from different you know sides of the country and shit all say that shit, and you know there, there's people real close to him that say that shit. Oh, don't bring that up. That's personal. That could that could damage someone's life. And yeah, but if the shit holds true, why the fuck are you gonna guard it? You know, so it's the same type of motherfuckers that got beat on this fucking Kill 'Em All Cup. This is the same motherfuckers that sent money to the dude. Now, if you go back. You remember on one of my shows, I called the one dude an asshole for, he put out $400 fucking dollars, and he put out $400 because uh, this was the raise money to get Nick Gage out of prison. Um, now, that was in September, and they were talking about getting him out that week, and they raised like a grand, more than a grand. Well, only like 600 of the, that grand ended up even in the general direction of where, you know, uh, Lauderdale or whatever the fuck's going on with them, even went near those guys to, to end up with the lawyer or whatever. So that that's what happened there. But as far as, obviously, as far as him being out that week, that shit didn't fucking happen. So the thing is, is like, first off, the fans were being misled because they, they made it sound like, yo, we give him this money and he's fucking out next week. No, no maybes about it. Like, this is all he needs to be out. It was like, fucking, he needs a lawyer to even fucking talk to the motherfuckers, and then there's a good chance he's still not going to be fucking out, which was the reality. Beyond that, Corporal Robinson went on this little fucking podcast, and um, and that's the thing, man. A lot of these podcasts, motherfuckers, got to stop because it's bullshit. A lot of these podcasts are absolute garbage, and they need to just fucking hang it up, man. And wrestlers... 
need to stop the, you know, respectable, legitimate fucking wrestlers with some kind of morals and some kind of respect for their own fucking career. They need to start putting their foot down and going, I'm not going on your fucking podcast. I'm not going on this fucking podcast. No. Nah. I do some podcasts, not yours, motherfucker. I mean, publicity is good, but, you know, come on, man. There's a million fucking podcasts out there at this point, and everybody's willing to go on pretty much everyone's. Any fucking 12-year-old kid can start up a podcast and just be on the phone with wrestlers and shit. Come on, man. So that's a whole different topic. But um, So they went on this podcast, and they raised all this fucking money. Now, one of the one of the other stipulations is they said, if we raise a certain amount of money, we'll we'll go and we'll have a two-hour junkyard death match, and we'll we'll put it out there for everybody to see. And we're gonna do it next week, and we're gonna do a two-hour death match, junkyard match, reminiscent of the CZW one that Zandig and Gage and Bailey did, right? We're gonna do that. It's gonna be Corporal Robinson and John Wayne Murdoch and fucking Randy West, right? Okay, well, that shit was in September, and that shit still didn't happen. Okay? The other thing was, this jerk-off, and I called him a jerk-off then, I'll call him a jerk-off again now, the Gov Holocaustal is what he goes by. I think his real name's Corey, the fucking dude. He's another one of these deathmatch wrestling dudes, and he blocked me on Facebook after. I wasn't fucking, I wasn't even fucking friends with him. But, you know, he'd be on some of these groups and this and this, and he listened to the show where I called him a dickhead, and then all of a sudden, you know, when you're in a, you know, you see, like, a comment, and somebody's talking to somebody, but you don't see the other side of the conversation, and you realize, oh, oh, whoever the fuck that is must block me and shit. So the dude that blocked me because he heard me call him a jerk-off. And his stipulation was, I will give you $400 towards Nick Gage getting out, if you run a deathmatch tournament in Wisconsin. And Corp went, oh, brother, brother, yeah, oh, okay, brother, yeah, I got you, brother. I Give me my word, brother, 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 brother. And uh, that was the beginning of what the Kill em All Cup was supposed to be. And it built and built and built, and then he talked about 28 fucking people in the tournament, which, again, uh, you know, I said it before, i say it again, 14 fucking first-round matchups, man. Come on. I mean, that, that shit is fucking crazy. To pay 28 fucking guys and 14 of those guys are going to go through to the second round because they started to line them up, and they were one-on-ones in the first round. So it wasn't like four ways. So, so we're talking about 14 guys that are going to get paid for more than one match. 28 fucking guys first round. You start doing the math on this two-day fucking tournament plus non-tournament matches. Shit wasn't realistic from the very fucking start, but people were getting suckered in. This dude was hitting people up on the fucking computer. Hey, brother, brother, uh, you know, send me um, send me this through Western Union and shit. Like, uh, wire me money so, you know, we can really get this shit popping, man. You, you know, yeah, he was trying to sell friend of mine fucking front row ticket like one person one fucking front row ticket talk about i'll cut you a deal uh 120 for both days meaning 60 dollars for your motherfucking ticket for one day and then 60 dollars for the fucking second day ticket that is ridiculous prices for a fucking indie wrestling show seat for a seat is a fucking indie wrestling show that's fucking crazy and then to, on top of that, have the balls to say, I'm cutting you a deal. 
Now, this is a tournament that was supposed to happen in fucking February, and he was trying to get motherfuckers, and he did get motherfuckers. Not not me, not the people I'm friends with, but he did get motherfuckers to send money to his ass in fucking September. September, October, he started fucking bam, 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 catching fucking money. Now you're starting to see the fucking stories come out. And... This this is what I'm saying, man. This is the type of motherfuckers that they that fall for this. These, these dumb motherfuckers, man. They, they can't see anything but oh, these guys are fucking bleeding for us, man. Like they talk about these motherfuckers like they're Jesus Christ. Like they died for our sins, man. It's fucking. You should see the blood. Like it's like it's for us, man. And like they're fucking stupid. They're really fucking stupid. I'm a deathmatch wrestling fan. That. But I'm a different. I'm on another level than a lot of these motherfuckers, and not just deathmatch wrestling fans too. Other fucking fans too, because I, some of these motherfuckers, they don't belong in the same fucking building as me. It's fucking crazy, man. Some of them you talk to them, and it's just like like talking to fucking retards. And you know, I mean, nothing against retards. You know what I mean, because I mean, if you're born with some kind of handicap or something, you know, I'm not trying to be PC at all. It is what it is. I'm just saying overall, it's like it's like talking to a challenged motherfucker and they're looking at you like they're dead fucking serious. And they live like a normal life and, and, and they're allowed to, you know, walk around and shit with everybody else. Shit is fucking crazy. So anyway, um, he, he's collecting all this fucking money. Now I see this, this one dude post some shit and he, he fucking, he posted this whole fucking thing. Oh, Corp gets the help. He needs this and that. He bought fucking front row tickets twice off the motherfucker. For whatever reason, like, he, he purchased them, like, two times because Corp told him some shit and this and this. And then, like, loaned the money. Like, sent him a couple hundred dollars to take other people out to dinner type shit. Like, yo, brother, help me out, this and this. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he, they fucking fell for it. They fucking fell for it, man. So he's got motherfuckers put out like that. There's another dude, uh, uh, fucking, I forget what the fucking guy's name is, but he works for, like, the uh, Psychopath Records, the fucking insane clown posse shit, right? And this fucking dude says that Corp juiced him for, like, 20, 30 grand and shit because he was hitting them up for, like, building funds, like, there was going to be like a big him having part on it and shit financially where he was getting a kickback from it. And, um, you know, it was supposed to be big for exposure and big for all this. And he spent all sorts of studio time and this and this. And on top of that, he, he, he supposedly paid like fucking, you know, like rental fees for fucking venues and shit. And then Corp turned around and said that he ain't fucked him out the venue, so the whole fucking deposit is gone and shit. Like, like they just keep the deposit when they back out of your fucking booking. Like, just just crazy shit after crazy shit. On top of that shit, like, um, oh, the other podcast thing I was talking about. When this whole shit started, fucking um, Corporal Robinson went on bitch-ass fucking Vito Tomaselli and, and fucking Ben Jordan bitch-ass podcast. And these dick suckers, all they do is they try to stir shit. They don't like fucking Ian, so anything involving Ian, they'll fucking go at him. Fucking uh, Corporal Robinson went on there, and he went on there with Billy Graham. And, you know, Billy Graham, he's my friend, man. So, you know, I didn't like hearing this shit when I heard the shit. 
because I had a bad fucking feeling about who's who's right and wrong in the situation. And again, I'm not that close to the situation to really know what's what, but in the end, I was fucking right, 100%. Ian supposedly called um, UEW and Billy over there saying, like, hey, uh, you know, be careful. You guys are doing business with this guy. This guy's on meth. This guy's on some real heavy shit. He's, um, you know, he's addicted, and don't fucking, don't fall for the shit that he's doing right now. Like, he's in a bad fucking situation right now. So rather than just going, all right, you know, either believe it or don't, but take it with a grain of salt, and then just fucking move on, they went on the fucking podcast with fucking Ben and fucking Vito to fucking expose shit. So then they went on and fucking Ian said this and this and, oh, come on, brother, you know I'm not on drugs. No, you're definitely not on drugs, brother. No way. I'd, I'd know if you were on drugs. This is Ben Ben and fucking Vito. No, no way. We'd know. We'd know. Yeah, okay, yeah. So now all of a sudden, when he fucking beat people out of all this fucking money and it's clear as fucking day that he's on fucking drugs and he's got a court date for fucking trafficking the shit in April. So he, he's going to go away or he's going to run away. Those are the one or two things that's going to happen. So all of this shit comes to the head and it's like, oh, well, where's the fucking jerk off Ben and Vito go on the fucking air and go, hey, we were fucking wrong about that whole shit there. And, uh, yeah, maybe Corp is on fucking drugs. No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. All these motherfuckers want to just keep pretending like it doesn't exist. And then everybody else, man. I, I, you know how many fucking people who are in the fucking business, legitimate, respected fucking workers that I've talked to since then? And I'm not going to name names or, you know, expose motherfuckers for what they said or whatever. You know how many people I, I talk to and they're like, what's up with that motherfucker? Talking about court. Shaking their head like, I can't believe the shit this fucking guy is doing. Like, yeah, I mean, this isn't some shit where just the fans got beat or anything else. He's fucking up reputations for a lot of fucking workers who want to do different things in the business. They want to maybe run their own fucking deathmatch tournament. They want to run some kind of show and this and this. And it just created fucking havoc. And he just fucking beat all these fucking people. Again, everybody wants to go at fucking Ian and everyone wants to go at whoever else that said something about court prior to this shit. But now it all comes out. I don't know how many apologies fucking Ian's gotten. I don't know how many, uh, you know, I know Ian's, you know, often public enemy number one when it comes to a lot of things. But, dude, he was 100% fucking right. People got beat out of their fucking money, and now all of them want to fucking cry rather than, rather than you know, owning up to being fucking stupid. It's fun. I mean, to a certain extent to me, it's fucking hilarious because I know I knew better from the fucking start, and I wasn't going to get fucking beat. The other crazy ironic thing is now since this shit went down, Corp is quiet as fuck. He was like, he he was like running daily pep rallies about this shit when he was raising the motherfucking money, and then when this shit got quote unquote postponed, and it's supposed to happen sometime in the spring. Well, motherfucker, it's March. Yeah, I mean it's fucking March right now, and you're gonna go to jail next month. So you want to make any announcements? Nope, no announcements. Laying real fucking low, not saying nothing. But what? what's his fucking girl doing? His girl every day is posting memes like, haters going, hey, you, you got to watch who you can trust and who you can't. Bitches are shady. Like, all these ridiculous fucking ironic memes like, 
like she can't trust people. Like, what the fuck? You motherfuckers are counting other people's fucking money. You smoking other people's fucking money right now, and you're posting shit about motherfucking uh, can't trust people, only my real homies I can keep on my side and all this bullshit. Nobody fucked them. Shit is crazy, man. Shit is off the fucking chain. So that that's that. Um, on the on the side of um, deathmatch wrestling, Ian Rotten has had a lot of problems with buildings and everything over the years. Um, now you know, I'll preface it too by saying like I don't I don't blame him for making this type of decision. I don't I don't like the way that it went down. Um, I mean, no one got beat. You know, no one got fucked from it. But it's a shame to see Ian come off of it with such a bitter taste in his mouth. And and hopefully through time, you know, he'll see the, you know, the positive and the negative and really reflect on it in some kind of, um, you know, positive way. Take whatever direction is best for your company and best for your life, whatever. I mean, it is what it is, man. I'm not one of those dudes, but, um, he pretty much said like, we're not doing King of the death match this year. And overall, when I get to, when I get back up and running, because he got fucked out of like so many buildings that he pretty much didn't have a place to run, you know. And you lose a lot of fucking money when you stop running shows, and then you know, kind of like that momentum thing, you know. Like if if you got you know a vehicle rolling, it's easy to keep it going, but if you you got it at a dead stop, it's it's harder to get it going, you know. Like if you're pushing a car, you're pushing a car that's you know in neutral and shit, you get it going, you can get a good cruise that's starting from a fucking stop and pushing that motherfucker to commotion, that's the hardest part. So when you're running shows week in, week out, you can kind of carry this money to that money to that money, and, you know, you kind of keep it rolling. But now, you know, with Ian still with shows, I'm sure it's a lot harder to get it back up and running, plus it's harder to get the trust of a building and, and you know, and get into the building and, you know, because there are, you know, a bunch of other, including, you know, whatever Corp was doing, that was trying to get him fucked out of buildings. So, you know, he's had to deal with a lot of that over the years. And Deathmatch Wrestling, I'm sure, you know, not being a promoter or anything like that, but it's a no-brainer to say, you think it's harder to find a place to smash a bunch of fucking glass and fucking bleed everywhere? Or do you think it's easier to find a show where you could, you know, just put on some fucking straight-up wrestling? You know what I mean? A couple spots here and there, but no, no crazy fucking bloodshed. Of course it's harder to do the bloodshed. So, um... You know, I don't blame him for that. But he, um, you know, he seemed to have, like, somewhat of a bad, like I said, like a bad taste in his mouth where it was like, you know, these fans don't understand what goes into it and this and this. And I and I do understand. Like, I'm trying to explain. Like, I, I've never run a fucking show or anything like that, but it's a no-brainer that those guys got to go through a lot to fucking pick up a venue to, um, you know, to actually run. And, and DJ is lucky, man. He... You know, he, he might still have to go through some shit with Delaware and this and this, but he's pretty much running it in his parents' yard. You know what I mean? So it, that's a lot easier than finding a building. Because you even see years ago when CZW was running Tournament of Death, it would be venue to venue to venue. It was, shit would work this year and next year. That shit wouldn't exist. You know, that, that place wouldn't exist. Or, you know, or... They couldn't do it there anymore. They got complaints this year, so then the next year they'd be somewhere. Else. I mean, it's that's kind of the life of a death match wrestling company. So it makes it really hard to stay consistent. When we went to King of the Death last year, like you could see motherfuckers' houses, like 
like right past the parking lot. Like it wasn't far out, and we had heard after night one they had fucking complaints. So I mean, shit. That's um, you know, that's that's tough stuff, and you know, to to continuously come back and do the same shit after they're complaining the next time. That's you know, a lot of times you gotta you know do the show and get the fuck out of there. You know, everybody's prepared for you to come back. They're trying to avoid that shit from happening. So, you know, it, it's harder to consistently run. And I understand that, but it's crazy. Um, following that, too, I heard uh, Kevin Brandon, who's hearted as, said, uh, he's, he's no no more Carnage Cup. It's crazy. Right after he said that, you know, barbed wire and glass isn't tough enough, all of a sudden he's like, no more Carnage Cup. We want to focus more on comedy. Like, I, motherfucker, you were already focusing on comedy. Your shit was a joke a long fucking time ago. So you can get the fuck over that, um, you know, you weren't doing comedy before shit because you know some bullshit. Um, supposedly, too, uh, as far as, like, the Ian thing, uh, John Wayne Murdoch, I think, you know, found out some head trauma shit and was pretty much retiring. So, you know, I don't know what kind of impact that made on Ian and, and you know, his decision. You know, I've had Ian on a million times, and I know he's he's gone through a lot with losing Axel and everything that's gone on, this drama and the, the corpse shit and everything else. So he's not really in, a, like, a podcasting mood lately. I haven't asked him, but I'm definitely going to give him time to breathe and then see, uh, you know, we'll have, him, we'll have him back on. We'll have some things to talk about for sure. You know, we'll see where he's at with all that, but, um, you know – I mean, it's a reality. The head trauma shit is an absolute reality. And uh, when you get guys that take it to the next level, like, a, you know, even, you know, John Wayne Murdoch, I mean, the dude did a 45-minute death match with, with Nick Gage. I mean, they, these two beat the living shit out of each other for 50 fucking minutes. I mean, he's got a young career, but in the same token, like, how much punishment can you take to the head? I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, it, it's crazy shit. Um Another dude retired fucking Bucks Felmar. I had just seen this recently that, um, you know, he, he was having, I guess he had some kind of injury. And, uh, you know, it, it forced him to retire. Um, it sucks because he was supposed to be at the last CZW show and he had some kind of hang up at the border. So CZW didn't even really get like a last show out of him. Um, but, you know, to me, it's sad because this is a dude that I really thought would be a WWE guy. I really, you know, expected him to show up on TV because he, he was just one of those dudes that played his persona so over the top. He got so into his fucking gimmick. Like, that, to me, is like the most, um, not only, you know, do you need to be able to wrestle, but if you could just fucking immerse yourself in your fucking gimmick and just play that shit where like there's not a hiccup in that shit like you you have that shit so down past that you look at that shit and they they consume that role another dude that you know back in the day when i when i first saw him kind of had that fucking same thing with sammy callahan man like he was just like drooling and just like a fucking just like an animal in the ring like he didn't really break out of that type of mode where his shit was you know, Loki's a guy who has that fucking intensity that just, you know, he, he's in that fucking mode. He's not even, you know, it's different than, like, a normal person. Like, you, you can't connect with that shit as far as, you know, just a regular dude. He's such an over-the-top character, and then that fits into, you know, the show that's being put on. 
And uh, Bucks Belmar with that shit, and he did some, you know, over-the-top disgusting shit that really opened a lot of eyes of drinking fucking fans spit and, like, gross shit, super gross shit. But, you know, that just shows, I mean, his dedication to doing what he was doing was fucking unmatched, man. And you know that he'd be able to make some motherfucking money if he was on some Vince shit. Um because, like I said, he could wrestle, and he, he really, really committed to what the fuck he was doing out there. And uh, So, yeah, man, I, I really like the dude, and I expected big, big fucking things out of him. It's a shame that he, he retired, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he knows himself and his body and everything he was uh, dealing with, you know, more so than me or anybody else. So, uh, you know, good on him, I'm sure. But, yeah, that's a shame. Um you know, another fucking thing that this fucking, it, it, it's just constant, absolute constant bitch-assness that goes on. Every time someone does something that's believable anymore, it becomes a viral thing on the Internet, and everybody cries and whines, and, oh, that's overboard, and that guy's being unprofessional, or that guy took it too far, or that guy is this, this, this. And more times than not, it has to do with a female wrestler. And this time was no different. Roderick Strong did a spot to uh, Candice LeRae where he did like a... um, What the fuck was the move? He did like a... It was like a release suplex kind of deal. He like had had her like a suplex and then kind of flipped her where you kind of like coast them and like float them so like they, they land like a like back bump type of shit onto the the fucking uh the chairs. This is what he had set up is a bunch of chairs. And and that's that's exactly what it fucking was. The thing that got me number one is he did the same exact fucking spot. Might even look crazier when he did it to fucking AJ. He did it to fucking AJ style. No one no one said shit. Like you you get some holy shit, you get some you get some, you know, this, some, that, but not, like, fucking, oh, my God, this fucking guy shouldn't be wrestling in this and this. Um, who's this asshole? Fucking, oh, man. Now I don't even remember the motherfucker's name because I never knew who the fuck he was to begin with. Um, Andrew James, I want to say is his name. Adam James. Adam James. This fucking dude. Now, he's, he's a wrestler that, that fucking friend requested me because I don't add fucking wrestlers to the fucking Facebook that I never fucking heard of or know know that they even wrestle. So I don't know if people kind of stumble upon the fact that, like, I do a podcast and then they figure, let me add this motherfucker because maybe that'll, you know, in the long run get me publicity, maybe, you know, this, that. I don't know if it's just mutual wrestling friends that they're like, oh, let me add this fucking dude. I don't know what the thought process is, but I never knew who the fuck this dude was. I never acknowledged the fucking dude anything like this. Um, he had posted this goddamn video with the fucking Candice LeRae and Roderick Strong and started saying how these fucking people don't belong in the business and they're they're unprofessional and this and this. And then it's like, well, first, first off, the unprofessional thing, unprofessional is New Jack who gets in the fucking ring with somebody and doesn't like what they're doing and legitimately stabs the shit out of a guy. That's fucking unprofessional. 
if two people agree on some real dangerous shit, it's professional. Whether you like how sloppy it might be or this or that, but if two people agree on some shit, that's that's the definition of professionalism, is an agreement between two people. If you go into business for yourself and you start fucking shooting on a dude, well, then that's unprofessional. They don't have any control over the situation, and they're giving you your their body in the fucking in a wrestling match. You know, you're doing some shit that the other person didn't agree to or going overboard where the other person didn't agree to it. Well, then, then that's unprofessional. I mean, there's people who completely suck, but that doesn't mean, you know, they're they're unprofessional because, uh, you know, they're they're not good wrestlers. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Like, that, that that's the tone that he took was they were, they were completely unprofessional and don't belong in the business. It's like... Uh, Roderick Strong, I mean, he's been doing this shit a long fucking time. A lot of his matches bore me and shit, but in the same token, the dude's well accomplished, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, Candice has been doing her fucking thing all over the place, and that, that's kind of like what she does. She wrestles the dude, she gets her ass kicked, she does all that, and, you know, the, the fucking super predictable chick versus dude spots with the tornado DDTs and the head scissors and all that crazy shit. So, and the, I mean, it's it's predictable, but it's it's some shit that she's very fucking used to doing. The other thing to me is I find it crazy that when people say, oh, they went too far, they went too far, oh, she could have got hurt, she could have got hurt. Well, I mean, technically, couldn't anybody have gotten hurt, like, on a pile driver? Like, that, it could have went like Steve Austin and fucking Owen Hart. It could have, but it didn't. So if you come the closest possible to danger but you don't actually hurt the motherfucker if you like Chris Dickinson you throw fucking Kimberly and almost hit the fucking turnbuckle as long as you don't hit the turnbuckle that that's still avoiding the actual danger part right I mean come on man like what what difference is that than like alright I took a fucking and you know what was fucking crazy to me is John Zandig on the fucking Facebook said that that shit was crazy. Said that that shit shouldn't have happened. The Roderick fucking Candace bump. But this dude can jump off a goddamn roof through fucking light tube cables. And I don't understand what the fucking difference is. It's got to be because it's a chick. That's the only thing it could be. Because when you grab a motherfucker and jump off a fucking roof through piles of fucking light tubes, you can't say that that shit isn't just as fucking dangerous, if not more, than a little fucking, you know, little fucking land on some chair spot. Come on, man. Like, you know, Mondo fucking arteries in his back and all sorts of, I mean, it's just fucking nutty, man. And I'm not, like, saying that I'm against, uh, you know, with anything that Zande did out there being a death not trusser, but... You would think there would be the same type of leeway that, like, this dude took some dangerous shit. Hey, you could have got hurt. Yeah, I mean, you get suplexed in the fucking fire. You could get hurt. You could, su- you know, it just, I don't I don't get where the disconnect is. And, you know, this goes on with a lot of shit. And, and it's more times than not when it's a, a dude versus a chick. But I feel like you're nailing the realism. If you're trying to sell that the dude almost killed that chick, well, then that's, that's kind of what wrestling is supposed to be, right? I, I I think you're supposed to mimic it being real. 
and come the closest to that without actually hurting people. You know what I mean? That's that's what I thought that you know the object was. Like a pile driver, for instance. Back to the pile driver, you're giving the illusion that you're driving a motherfucker's head into the ground, right? But you're protecting the dude, so you don't really drive your head into the ground, but you're coming pretty fucking close, you know, minus the way you're protecting them. And, you know, obviously sometimes the shit don't work out well, fucking, and, you know, Steve Austin and fucking, uh, you know, B.J. Whitmer and fucking Mike Bennett. I mean, shit has happened, and, and people got hurt that way. So I, that's just the way I see these fucking moves when they're like, well, you could have got They could have got hurt. Like, yeah, but if the two of them walk the fuck away, I don't, I don't really see what, what where the issue is. I don't see it. Like, I, I saw another spot, and it was Ruby Rays, who's, a, you know, a wrestling. She's a chick that wrestles. And um and, and some other no-name chick I, I never fucking seen before. Sure, she's got a name. I just don't know it. And, uh. She hit a some kind of fucking suplex on this chick on a chair. I just saw this shit like the other day. And she took this fucking suplex, man. It looked just head and neck of this other bitch bounce off this fucking chair. Like hard, man. Like that shit looked crazy. If that was any fucking dude that suplexed the chick, they'd be calling for the motherfucker's head. Instead, I saw people sharing it going, this is the craziest women's bump I've ever seen. That, you know, that's that's the fucking big separation. And, and I'm not I'm not the biggest women's wrestling fan at all. I'm just saying, man, like, why is there such a separation as far as, like, this dude did this to this chick. Oh, well, that's way too dangerous. Well, this chick did some real dangerous shit. I, I saw a fucking uh, Leva Bates hit a fucking double stomp on uh, some fucking body, uh, some fucking body, somebody showed me the clip, and it was Leva Bates double stomping the chick, and the chick was down like hands and knees, you know, she got like the double stomp to the back and head and shit, that shit was unsafe as fuck, man, like she fucked this shit up, but again, it wasn't a dude doing it, so it was all good, and, and clap, clap, that was pretty good for chicks, uh, oh yeah, what do you want off your Amazon wish list, yeah, I mean, that's, that seems to be the big fucking separation. To me, it's fucking garbage. I, I don't agree with it at all. You know? I mean, one looks like it legitimately hurt somebody because the impact and everything went way wrong. The other shit just looked crazy, but when it comes down to it, everybody walked away. I don't know. That's just me. Um, What else is going on? You know, let me take a break because I've been talking for fucking 45 minutes, and I ain't used to this shit no more, <laughs> I fucking, I, uh, it's been a minute since I did this shit, so, alright, let me, uh, take a break, I got a, a bunch more shit to talk about, and like I said, later on, I'm definitely gonna get into that, uh, that, uh, CCW 17. Yeah, that kiss on the cheek is rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in a sheet, go clean my piece. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? 
I said pipes on a roddy like sawed off shotties. Like my pockets naughty and mob like a gaudy. Don't want your daddy, that whole pussy probably. Burn like the deserts of Mojave. Wasabi, Abu Dhabi. Summertime in hell. Heard that box hot like summertime in jail. Need a bitch to mob with me. New Gambino. Let her meet the family. Give her my Bambino. You want the big fish or damn Nemo? See these new jacks is just too damn emo. You ain't got cash money, brother. You couldn't have been Nino. Ain't even G money if you ain't got the 10 Cinos. My lady friend she know. My 10's 3-0. So you can't see her neck in the Benzino. Feel me? Power turn her on. Cowards turn her off. Yeah. Left her dripping like the shower turning off. I said if I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in a sheet. Go clean my piece. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? I said if I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in a sheet. Go clean my piece. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? She give me the licky She say I always make her laugh Then take off a Vicky One time I hit her from the back Screaming out Ricky She like you so fucking stupid Then proceeded to fuck me stupid She say I need a good girl I see the fucking blueprint I cannot fall in love Bitch is probably fucking Cupid Too much time on the road He wiped the fucking groupie Treat her like a Bentley She really a fucking hoopty She looking at me like Why you can't commit I'm looking at her like you Why I can't commit what if Bonnie would have cheated on Clyde? Let another nigga beat it on the side. Is that still your ride or die? Can you still look him out of eye? If I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in a sheet, go clean my piece. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? I said if I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in a sheet, go clean my piece. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? Mob flicks and chill. Godfather, good fella. I start moving in way before the movie ends. This the part when they whack the boss. Now come over here and whack a boss. Then I add carbone. Kinda heavy on the carbs though. Dealing that cargo. The bill look like a car note. Mafioso. Solo call me Mafioso. When we out on that, I'm Mafioso. My son, the prince, King Joppy Joe Flow. Look, we steady mobbing, riding with me. You ready, Robin? They petty robbing. Taking shots, but cheddar bobbing. We get it popping, really caking. We betty crocking. One eye on the money, gotta keep on fatty whopping. One eye on you snitches, cause I know the feds be watching. Bought my son a rollie, so that boy already watching. Watch him, grow into it. Young Coleon, young Rollie on. The boy out of here, young OG gone. Wrist, this, wrist, that, where you trying Click this, click that, where you nine Pull up and we just might meet ya Don't know, got a nigga that a teacher Let a nigga dance, try to get low Hate to break it to him, but he gotta go Clean top, ten nigga, where you donna? Wrist this, wrist that, where you tana? If I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace Leave your body wrapped in the sheets, go clean my piece Two come together, make one 
And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? I made if I get that kiss on the cheek, it's rest in peace. Leave your body wrapped in the sheets, go clean my peace. Two come together, make one. And if we have a son, he gon' shine like one. Feel me? All right. So, yeah. Man, this shit just keeps going crazier and crazier with the fucking GoFundMe's, man. We had one one or somebody's begging for titties, and then they, they shut that shit down. I guess they got embarrassed and motherfuckers put it, you know, put it on them as far as, you know, you know, exposing them is just, come on, man. Begging for titties? Shit. And then I seen another motherfucker who was begging for money to adopt a kid. Like, one, like, 30 grand to pay for the adoption of a kid. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with this shit out there, guys. Like, I, I don't know where the morality went in this motherfucker, man. I, I don't know where morality went on on a lot of these people's roster. This shit is gone. Nobody's looking at themselves with any kind of pride to be like, I wouldn't do that shit because that shit would disrespect me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want people to look at me like I'm that type of dude to do that type of shit. Like, nobody gets that feeling anymore. It's just, just all, everything's fucking fair game, and everybody doesn't give a fuck how they look at the end of the day, as long as they get what the fuck they want. Shit is fucking crazy, man. Um, Gotham came back recently, and um, I'm really hyped about that, man. That was one of those things. I was, uh, you know, really hating, man. They, they go on these fucking crazy off seasons where, you know, they, they stop doing this, like, November or some shit, I think, was was the end. And then that was, like, their mid-season break or something. And then they just came back, like, fucking three weeks ago. Like, all this, all this fucking time. So um, I'm really hyped, man. They got right back into it. And, it. and the shit's off the chain, man. Anybody who hasn't watched that shit, get on that shit from the fucking beginning. They got it on Netflix now, so you can really get at it fucking you know, season one, start off season one, episode one, and fucking roll from there. Um, you know, it, it's um, it, it's some shit, you know, that it, it really fo- focuses on the villain. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's Batman as a kid, but, like, he, he's just growing up being a little fucking gay kid and shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about that kid. Uh, the villains really, you know, set it off because this is when the villains, you know, when Batman finally showed the fuck up when he gets older and shit, he's fucking these villains up. Well, all these villains had their run. This is this is the villains having their fucking run. You know, this this is where they're running around killing motherfuckers and the and the cops are having a real hard time holding them at bay and, and all of that. That that's what Gotham is, man. It starts out from the fucking day that uh you know, Bruce Wayne's fucking parents get killed in front of him and it just just, just fucking rolls from there, man. It, it's off the chain. You gotta fucking check it out. So uh, that that's fucking Gotham. I um I also I got back on the video game scene, man. I, for years now, I've been playing like a little bit of Madden, and that's pretty much it. And I had the, the PS3. I held out on the PS4, and um, I just got the fucking PS4, man. And um, yeah, I, I kind of like those Call of Duty games and shit. So. I wanted to jump into the Star Wars one, the fucking uh, the Battlefront, and that shit is is crazy, man. 
Like the the fucking the graphics on this type of shit now is just it's just next level, man. Like it, it it's fucking crazy. So I, I'm real into that right now. Um, they actually just came out with they're coming out with a new map pack in like a week or two. So I gotta fucking spend more money on this goddamn game. But um, yeah, anybody want to hit me up on on the fucking PS4 shit? I'm I'm Tiger on there. Um, check me out on there. Um. Fucking shoot some motherfucking stormtroopers or fucking uh, rebels and shit, whatever the fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like you know, I just kind of laid off video games for years. Like I'm not, I'm not that great at them. I like to play them, but I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking. I can compete, but I ain't like these motherfuckers that are, you know, call themselves gamers and shit like this, and spend like fucking most of their life doing that shit. Yeah, like I just. I can't do it. You know, you never compete with the fucking 12-year-old that ain't got shit to do but go to school and play a video game. You know, like, when we were fucking kids and you played fucking video games from the second you got out of school until you went to bed and then try to get up in the morning and get an hour in and shit like this, you're not going to compete with those motherfuckers when when you're a grown fucking man and you got work and shit like this and and kids are yourself, you know what I mean? So... Especially when you're doing athletic shit like me too, like me, you know, you get in, you know, a night here and there, and you know, I enjoy it. One thing I really like, I don't know if it's is um, if it's like across the board with all their games, but I know it is. It's like that with uh, the Star Wars one, and they eliminated the because it used to be like if anybody had a mic, the shit would just come through your TV. So you you would think like you know. Um, I'm I'm gonna get off work today. You know, work fucking eight hours, and um, I'm gonna get off work today. I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna get on the game, and I'm gonna you know shoot some motherfuckers on the thing, and uh, you know it'll be a good time, man. That's a good game. So then, what ends up happening is you get off of work at eight hours a day, you turn on the game. And you got a 12-year-old calling you a faggot and telling you that they fucked your moms and shit. You know what I mean? So it it really puts you in a different place than the plans you had set out for yourself. You know, you had had set out a plan, like, I'm going to go and this is going to be a good time. And then, you know, your TV has got a little-ass kid telling you that you're a faggot. And that's really not what you signed up for. So now they have it where you can use the mics, but you more or less go where, like, you could put people in your party. So, like, my brother has a PS4, so if he fucking, he wants to, you know, play on there and, you know, he could send me, like, a party invite, and now I could talk to him. You can put all your fucking friends in there if you want, and you all fucking talk to each other. But you're not forced to just have some little punk-ass kid yelling through your fucking TV about whatever fuck new words they learned and shit. You know what I mean? And again, of course they're gonna they're gonna fuck you up, man, because they got a lot less to do than you. But I, I ain't trying to have some little punk ass kid, you know. <laughs> That's not what I do in my leisure. I'm like, what do you what do you do for fun? I get insulted by fucking children, you know. Oh no, not my kids. Random kids I've never met before. You know, call me a dickhead. That that's what I I spend like three or four hours with uh, little kids. Call me a dickhead on on my TV. That doesn't. That just does not sound like the leisure that I signed up for. You know what I mean? So, I'm glad they got some kind of handle on it. Again, I don't know if that's just Star Wars that got that that um that situation going on, but I'm enjoying it for sure. 
Um, the system came with Call of Duty, but man, that's just trying to get my level up. You know, on, on some some other shit. When I should be, you know, getting my shit up in Star Wars. I got fucking uh, I got the the Mortal Kombat, so I played I played fuck out of that for a little bit, and I you know I jumped back and forth a little bit, but it's not um, it's not too steady on anything but that that Star Wars. Um, I got Grand Theft Auto. I got that shit used. And uh, I'm glad that I got that shit used because years ago when I played the PS3 and stuff like that a lot more, I, I would play like Grand Theft Autos. Um, I might even stop Grand Theft Auto with PS2s because they just got too fucking hard, man. Like I can't play the same mission 24 times and still not beat the motherfucker, man. Again, my time is precious. I don't have all day every day to play the game, so... If I spend a fucking hour and a half playing the same board over and over, this shit's like, this shit, you know, this shit's like I'm, I'm taking a course in some shit. This isn't, this isn't fun anymore. So, um, I, I just got tired of that shit. The shit got too challenging, and um, man, I, I can't get past like the fucking tutorial on this new shit. So, this shit might be just as difficult as the other ones, and. Um, I don't know. For now, I'm laying the fuck off of it anyway because I'm I'm big on the Star Wars. But uh, yeah, man, the, the system's off the fucking chain. I, you know, I'll play this shit, and especially when I first got it, you'd be walking around. All of a sudden, you start staring off the fucking cliff, and it's got the you know the skyline is all crazy, and you're looking at the mountains. Motherfuckers shoot you in the back of the head because <laughs> you're gazing off into the sunset on the game, but. Shit is beautiful, man. You got, you know, I got that, uh, you know, that 4K HD, whatever the fuck TV, Ultra HD TV shit. So, I mean, this shit is crisp as fuck, man. You should see just some of these landscapes are just insane. So, um, yeah, man, I, it, it's some pretty impressive stuff. But yeah, so I've been doing a little bit of that, and um. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Jersey All Pro, man. I'm gonna be talking a lot more about that. You know, as as we get closer, they got that um, that uh, Bayonne return coming up. It's the end of April, so again, I got a lot more time to talk about it and everything else. And um, you know, I got the big uh, Team Pazuzu versus fucking uh, uh, you know, the Hit Squad, Homicide, and Low Key. Uh, this shit's gonna be fucking bananas. I mean, you got Joker coming back to 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 wrestle uh, Danny DeMano, who supposedly is uh, changed his life or some shit, and he's trying to make it all about him. But um, th- there's that thing, and um, you know, but Joker's a fucking animal, man. He he's gonna fuck that dude up. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's what's going on there. Let me uh, let me get this shit together with the. Uh, Oh, CZW thing. I want to, um, yeah, but they, they got like a Legends Battle Royal with a bunch of old school, um, you know, old school motherfuckers from, uh, you know, Magic and all the old school, uh, Jersey All Pro guys, Crazy Ivan, all, you know. But, um, let me see. There we go. Uh, I'm going to play this track, come back, hit CZW shit, and, uh, that'll be that. Uh-huh. 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 U
Yeah. Chip out the suburban, born and raised in the Vernon. Push the German, my do rag is a turban. I keep it gravy. When I hang out, I'm spitting like Nas when he first came out. Yo, a car that you never seen locks it. You can call it my unidentified driving object. Cop it, never wash it. Y'all yeah, know me. Type to have a little TV in my rolly. Plus, I'm holy. My body is God's temple. Push the benzo with the Chase Bank windows. Oh, we just on motorbike with coats. Jumping the bridge when it open up for the boast. Them drug lord niggas process the counterfeit loot. Got niggas in the coke lab wearing outbreaks. Suits. To catch me, you need some robot bounty hunters with machine guns mounted on top of hummus. Tropics on narcotics and projects and boxes and closets where the ox and the Glock is. Hot like Rihanna pissing, sitting eating jerk chicken, kissing, stripping with Chris sniffing. Hot like Ciroc and Vodka and drug drivers with choppers flying over top of but can't stop them. Hot like desert platoons and Cancun, June shooting teaspoons of dope in the steam room. DJ Whiteout. In between me, I'm deeper than Farrakhan in the submarine with rap never seen or heard of. World of the streets, the chief of Sporty D's to reverse the hip hop. If not, my shit's still hot. Flop back when I drop, but can't be forgot. But remember me. Ten years felt like a century. The loss of my man injured me. Look what it did to me. But his memory started racing the misery. And he said to me, Can Kirk come back to me and kill the enemy? Roger that. Street just calling for the thieves. Holler back. Load up the track. Dust off the mic. Mix bright with rum and nice. I'm back to life. Protein. Less rice and carbs. Beats nice and hard. After the mall. Streets is ours, all that bullshit is y'all We spit bars all behind them Cats hit my lines and rewind them Labels like find them Who the fuck find them? Get in contact but no response back Fuck contract Nigga, this is combat and rage I came with grenades, blades in the gauge Bullets to shoot AIDS Specially made to blaze and degrade For every nigga on stage Act brave, get sprayed And ways insurance won't pay And doctors can't save Amazed how I put the pen to it Cause I'm into it Y'all niggas never been through it Hip hop They want me to spit that Damn, they really miss that King Kirk really is that You niggas lead, call me the model smasher and Fendi fatigue. Uh, Word to my seed, defend me and bleed. Be on the floor quicker than Kardashian these nigga. Uh, this mic man don't fuck with me, please. You'd rather drink bleach mixed with magic's disease. No disrespect, but my birds need melanin. Yeah, it's no pigeons, but I'm good with a pelican. A kid that sugar three is rarely in hookers. But I see more green than alien boogers. Look, lyrical lush, and y'all don't drink like me. For starters, give me an IV, Long Island iced tea. Ten shots of Quavo, a gallon of yaks. A knocking ass track, everything else is mud though. Rap dreaming since a little kid, so I had to fuck fake. To make it a little big And I did It last lines I got a ton of them Call me whatever But trash is not one of them Nice since way back Jack with no way back But I do the boot dirty With a made at Move the right back And forth past Jack. It's hard to tell That I hate rap 
It's a few dudes that still spit and get kudos. The rest of them, well, you know. No Bruno, pants tight, fake Jews, talk shit, can't fight. Not me, let's do it, bang, bang, take flight. I'm from Yonkers, hat where the slugs pop. And you don't need a precinct to get your mug shot. What's up? They want me to spit that. Damn, they really miss that. King Kirk really is that. They want me to spit that. Damn, I really miss that. Sporty Thieves really is that. There's no limit to where you could go with hip hop. Seasons change and times change. And so goes hip hop. Turning with every curve of life. This is the art for blood cry by here shaking your bones and breaking yeah like the Nazis like this crowd we're going to battle of Nassau ring fear ring the war Alright, so look, uh CZW seventeen, um that that was the show that that happened uh last month. Again, you know, haven't got to it till now, but um alright, so the show started like this. Well let me let me get to a little issue that happened at the beginning of the motherfucking show. Um God man, I almost forgot about this shit so long ago. Now, when I walk in, look, now I understand like I understand it and I don't. Uh, the searching. I understand searching at events, um, I guess, to prevent bringing in some... I, I mean, you're really concerned with motherfuckers bringing, like, a weapon into... I'm still unclear on exactly what the fuck they're searching for. Because I've walked into that motherfucker with a Starbucks coffee, so far as I can see, it's not outside food and drink where you're trying to protect your concessions, so it's not really that. So it must be like weapons, right? Like you're, you're okay. You run a company that does like fans bring the weapons matches. You do fucking shit where there's fucking thumbtacks and this and this flying all over the fucking place. You, I mean, you do shit where like there there's stuff that you could grab if you wanted to use as a weapon. I mean, let's get right on fucking down to it, like. I, I don't. I don't under what incident are you basing this fucking weapon search on? There was just like dirty, fucking grimy, dog shit covered South fucking Philly with nobody searching fucking anybody. And legitimate, like you watch on the fucking news, the motherfuckers are getting killed left and right in Philadelphia. You know, and, and they ain't searching fucking nobody. But the fucking flyer skate zone. In fucking Voorhees, New Jersey, they're fucking searching people. So I don't understand the search to begin with, but look, man, I'm I go with the fucking flow. I don't I don't, you know, get all fucking riled up because there's a search in general or sounds like search in general. Um but I'm just saying like that that's not really something that ever really set me up. I always kind of shook my head like, whatever, motherfucker, you know. I'm fucking almost 38 years old. What the fuck? 
am I going to smuggle into a fucking CZW show? You know, you know what I mean? Like, shit is fucking dumb. Um, I, I, I don't really know what you're going for. But there's a dude who apparently he's a newer security guard, which, you know, for the most part is like fucking CZW student. Somebody was fucking lied to and told that they could be a fucking superstar and, and they're just going to rip fucking tickets and fucking feel people's pockets for three, four years without fucking hitting the ring in front of a fucking camera, you know, but these motherfuckers. So I don't know if he's one of these or what. Little motherfucker, man. And it's going to be a continuous. I mean, I already addressed it and shit, and I tagged Maven and fucking DJ in it, and they said, okay, you know, we're going to look into it and this and this. But I guarantee motherfucking to you that that dude don't fucking search me again. And the shit caught me off guard, and again, I just got there, and I had no plans to, like, get into any kind of fucking, you know, altercation. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to go, this is leisure, man. I don't go an hour and a half away from my motherfucking house after fucking working all day to to fucking, well, on top of that, leave work early, go an hour and a half from my fucking house to fight the fucking guy at the door and get sent the fuck home or go to fucking jail. That that's not what I ever show up for. But I'll tell you what, like, this fucking dude was way the fuck out of line. This motherfucker, man, he pretty much, he, like, you, you kind of had to question if you've been in a gay situation when you when you went into the fucking CCW building that night. You were like, have I been with a dude before now? You know what I mean? Like, shit was crazy. This dude, like, fell all the way the fuck down your legs told you to turn around, and this motherfucker was straight grabbing my motherfucking thighs, dog. Like, all the way from my fucking ankles up to my fucking thighs and shit were, like, grabbing my fucking legs, man. Like, I ain't never had, no, like, nobody fucking done that shit to me. Like, I've had cops that fucking did that shit when I was a fucking knucklehead when I was younger, and they're looking for weed and shit like that, and we're less fucking aggressive about it than this motherfucker was for me to NCZW show. I'll be motherfucking damned if that dude touches my motherfucking clothes again. That dude won't brush against a fucking shirt I'm wearing. I guarantee you. Because although I, I am I am going to CZW on the fucking 26th, two days before my birthday, with full intention to watch a motherfucking show, I am now prepared that if some shit needs to go down, some shit will fucking go down. Because I, I'll tell you what, man, like, that that shit is completely uncalled for. This fucking dude must think he's some kind of cop or something. And I had talked to, like, I got in there, and I just had, like, this dumbfounded fucking look on my face. Like, what the fuck just happened? This motherfucker just about jerked me off on the way in the fucking door. And and I walked around, and, and like, while saying hi to a couple people I knew, the first thing out of my mouth was, like, just, this motherfucker at the door just, like, grabbed all on my legs and and everyone I talked to were like, yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, me too. I'm like, how are you motherfuckers? Like, this shit is just, like, kind of riding with y'all? Because, like, I don't have dudes be grabbing me like that. Like, I don't know if this motherfucker was practicing, like, you know, grappling in the ring and shit earlier that day and then figured he was just going to grapple everybody to walk the fuck in the door that night or what the fuck was going on. But, man, that shit is not happening again. I fucking promise you that shit ain't happening again. These motherfuckers are not equipped for fucking with me, you know, like that. I know which one is which. I know when I fuck I walk in, 
if they want to check me, it's going to be the other motherfucker. And it's fine, man. Again, I don't know what the fuck you're looking for. I really don't. And the funniest thing is, is the shit's inconsistent as fuck. I had some people say they didn't check nobody for the whole fucking WSU show in the afternoon. I had other people say that they did check, they did get checked, you know, the WSU show. Me personally, they didn't check me coming back in from fucking intermission. They didn't check a lot of people coming back in from intermission. So you're real concerned about this, but, like, you let me in the fucking door once, I go back to the car and get a motherfucking bazooka and come the fuck back in an intermission and sit down and, and wait to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really understand. Again, I don't know if it's weapons. I guess it's weapons. I I don't know. I it, it, it just, it baffles me, but this dude took it way the fuck over the line, and everybody I talked to said he did the same fucking shit. I sat back, and I just fucking, well, I didn't sit. I That's that my second issue that I'm going to get to right following this one. Um, I stood back and just watched this motherfucker, man. And I just was like, look at this motherfucker grab people at the fucking door. Look, look, look at all these motherfuckers just get grabbed up and shit. I, I'm fucking, I, yo, I, I dare that motherfucker to come near me again. I, I fucking, that shit would be a, a bad fucking night for both of us, man. Because I'm obviously not going to end up in the show, and he, he's not going to be working the door anymore. You know, about fucking 30 seconds after he comes near me. Fuck that shit, man. Fuck all of that. Um, so then so then we get in and realize that they only got like 150, 200 chairs tops. Tops. I mean, like, they got their couple rows of chairs and then they just fucking standing motherfuckers up. Like, that's it. There was fucking well, well over 100 people fucking standing. And the building wasn't packed. This is the thing, like, DJ wants to be every fucking buddy else, and every fucking buddy else that, like, oh, fuck, man, Beyond has people standing, TWG has people standing, so you know what, like, I'm just gonna fucking save money on chairs, and, like, fucking everybody else could stand. Oh, what a genius fucking move, because I didn't plan on working all day and then fucking standing in the fucking building for, you know, like, you know what's crazy? There's been times in the past where I, I'd sit in the back, I'd, you know, I'd sit back there, and, I, you know, I got my camera, and here and there, I'd stand up. And I'd stand up for a minute and, you know, really try to get a good picture and shit. And, um, yeah, everybody else is sitting maybe, and, and, and I'm standing and trying to get a good picture, you know, with the zoom lens and this and this. And I've had people from the concession, like people who work at CDW, whether it be Shawnee or whoever, be like, yo, hey, man, sit down. So you go from that to, like, motherfuckers just standing the entire goddamn show. And I just I didn't even take my fucking camera out. I just fucking put the shit on the floor and put my camera bag on the floor until intermission and then just put the shit in the car. Because, man, I'm not going to fucking stand around trying to fucking crouch and take pictures. Get the fuck out. Hey, I got all these motherfuckers standing in front of me, and, like, nobody has any types of fucking manners, so now, like, you got jerk-offs that have just walked fucking two feet in front of you and then just fucking stand there. And I'm six one, but somehow, like, everybody that's got three inches on me will fucking gravitate towards the fucking front of me. You know what I mean? When you're sitting down, it's not that big of a deal. But when the motherfucker's standing in front of you, now, now all of a sudden your fucking whole view is blocked. So it, it, It's just some bullshit, man. It's a complete fucking bullshit move to not have enough fucking chairs. CGW's never had a fucking problem before. If you pack the goddamn building for Cage of Death and you have some people standing, I get it. 
but you don't have a fucking sellout crowd for this motherfucker. You had a good crowd, but you didn't have a fucking sellout crowd for that motherfucker, and that shit was fucking crazy, man. Crazy as fuck. And um, I, I really hope they they don't make a fucking habit of that because that shit will definitely deter me from going to shows. It's like, do I feel like fucking standing for four hours tonight? No, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, I mean, and like, you know, I run and I fucking work legs and I do all that type of shit. So all that shit kind of factors into I feel like standing in one fucking place and watching a wrestling show tonight. You know, maybe, maybe not. And that, that kind of factors into whether I feel like showing up or not. You know what I mean? Like, can I stand? Yeah, but do I feel like going an hour and a half away from my house to do that shit for leisure? And eh, may, maybe not. You know, maybe not. So uh, that 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 shit is wild, man. But you know, shit is just getting more and more amateur. They're trying to you know pretend that it's more uh, you know structured and more business like and this and that. But they're taking away the comfortable you know, friendly atmosphere that it used to be, and they're replacing it with just, like, cold, stiff, you know, fucking take-it-or-leave-it bullshit. And uh, motherfuckers get options, man. They're going to start leaving it. I'm I'm old enough that I don't need to fucking show up to wrestling shows anymore. I, I really don't, man. Like, I, I, you know, I fucking attended well over 10 years of fucking CZW straight, uh, you know, I, it's you know I've been to fucking well over ten tournament of deaths, almost every best of the best. I think I, I missed like two, one, one of them. I think like one of them, something like that. Um, you know I I just uh, I I don't necessarily need to fucking show up all the time. So, but I'm just saying fan wise, as far as like you know you trying to fucking make your audience happy, like that's that's. <laughs> That's bad money right there. Um, but um so so there's that. All right. I guess we'll get into the we'll get into the show now. Um we'll get back into the fan friendly uh atmosphere in a little bit. because um, there's another thing tied to that later on. But um so then you got um the, the show starts out, Joe Gacy comes out, starts uh, you know, talking about you know, he wants a title shot and this and this and this. Um, Greg Excellent comes out from Chrissy and, um, he starts with like this, this work shoot promo and, um, he, he's attempting to call people out, but he's not really calling the people he's talking about out. Um, see, the thing is with me is the, the shoot promo is overdone. The the CM Punk thing happened and with the fucking pipe bomb and all of that shit and everybody decided they wanted to fucking do that shit. Now, what Greg was doing is cool, but like he also did this shit like two years ago. Like the same fucking thing. He did the same fucking thing when he was battling against DJ and he said a lot of the same type of shit. Now this time when he went out and and he was shooting about this and this about um you know people using CCW as a stepping stone. Well, first off, you know I always had a lot of um I don't know what the right word to use is um I don't know like a bond to CCW um uh, or you know what I mean like I I have my own type of fan loyalty to CCW where I. You know, I, I felt a, a certain way about it where I didn't want to see people use it as a stepping stone or pop in and pop. You wanted to see, like, loyal, 
dudes who were there every month and this and this. And, you know, you bring in your occasional outside dude, but if you seen a dude there that was there every month and everything else, you didn't want to see them just springboard to a company that they felt was better, this and this. Um, at this point right now, though, I don't blame any fucking buddy for using CZW for that because DJ does such complete bullshit with that company, some just complete just – just just garbage. I mean, as far as the booking goes, it has no direction. It has no substance. They do nothing to build fucking character. They do nothing to fucking keep, um, you know, continuance of storylines. No, um, it, it's just, it's fucking mayhem. It just goes in all fucking directions. They continuously insult the fucking fans' intelligence as far as, you know, what the story is supposed to be or or what the, you know, the the consistent role is. And that's the thing, you know, uh, Greg's saying a lot of things that, that are, that are good fucking outlining reasons why people aren't fucking loyal to the company. You know, he, he's saying, well, you know, th- this guy comes in and, and uses it as a stepping stone. This guy comes in and uses it as a stepping stone. But then you're talking about how you've been there for X amount of years and you can't get a fucking title shot. Well, Maybe that's why some people fucking use it as a stepping stone because they look at everything that goes on in that company and go, this is a fucking joke. This isn't the rest of my fucking career at this joint. I'm going to see what I can fucking accomplish outside of this motherfucker. I'll see what the fuck else I could do. This is good for now, but I want to go somewhere that fucking builds their fucking talent. I want to go somewhere that fucking, you know, takes all of their fucking, you know, talent seriously and and has like a plan for their fucking storylines month in and month out. The shit makes sense. Like, someone could follow along with the company I'm with. And like, a storyline, they could fucking subscribe to my shit because they know month in, month out, they're going to keep... And I can go and fucking promote this shit by telling people what's going on and feel good about it. And, and if you go out and you're trying to represent a company and, and they're like, well, what's going on with it? You know, what kind of storyline? Well, I don't you know. Kind of like in-between thing. You know, like, well, we, you know, we were doing something, but now it's like we we, we kind of stopped doing that. And then uh, we had a guy, um, well, you know, we, we had a guy, he was like the top he, he fucking face in the company. And then um, something happened there, so he's gone. Um, and then, uh, oh, oh, we got a guy that came out of prison, right? And, um, well, he was there and... Um, things were really turning up and they were planning an angle where the guy who was like a big fan of his, um, he, um, you know, he was going to get a shot at the dude, but they were really going to drag it out for a while because see, way back before the guy went into prison, um, he, the, the other guy had talked shit about him when he went into prison. So he's going to fight that guy first and we're going to bring in other people and like team them up with him. It doesn't really make sense. But then, um, following that, we'll get the big payoff match with um, with the other guy. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, what's this? Oh, oh, okay. That guy went back to prison. So scratch that. He's not really part of what we're talking about anymore. So now, now we got a um, we got another thing where we're bringing a guy back who hasn't worked here in a bunch of months, but he's like a really good high flyer. But he's gonna do some crazy shit, right? And um, we got another guy. He's in a stable where. Like, uh, you know, they do, like, a drunk thing. But, like, they don't really have, like, a direction either. Like, we really haven't pushed them much. We kind of, like, pop them in and out of storylines, but really don't have anything, like, severely built around them. But we're going to take that guy. I mean, he was a world champ years and years ago. We're going to patch him into the title situation. We're going to do that. Um, we got another guy. 
he was he was um uh you know he he was a champion for like two fucking years so you know he's he's gonna be he's gonna be in there too um you, you know what I mean like people are gonna look at you like you're retarded because it's all patched together. You, you can't say, well, we got this really good thing going where this goes here and, you know, that goes there. And then, you know, this is built and there's a storyline between that guy and that guy. And here's the story that's going on. And this, this is the main fucking problem I have with CZW. See, a lot of people over time, they say that booking is easy and a lot of people get it fucked up. Me, I think booking is easy, but I don't think the same way a lot of people do. A lot of people say booking is easy, and then they go, well, I want to see Young Bucks and Briscoes. How hard is it to book the Young Bucks and Briscoes? I'm not talking about that type of fantasy booking, um, unrealistic, um, here's what I want to see, go get it type booking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers pick whoever the fuck you want to put over. You pick whoever the fuck you want on your roster. You pick whoever the fuck you want to go on that card. Line them up against whoever the fuck you want to put them up against. Now, make it make sense. That's all the fuck you got to do. That's the easy, that's that's the part that you, you're not fully booking the card. If you just put a bunch of shit down and then put a bunch of shit next month, and you put a bunch of shit the next month, and you don't make the extra fucking effort to just make it make sense. Let's, let's, let's use the fucking example, right? Fuck. Um, where the fuck is that Sammy Callahan mask? Because I know I'm already jumping way ahead. Fuck. Uh, you know what? I'll get back to that. I'll get back to the booking thing. Let's, uh, let's go back to the Greg Excellent thing. Greg Excellent is, you know, he is way better than a lot of people give him credit for. He could work, he can cut fucking promos, he could be entertaining, he could be all that shit. Now, he's been labeled a comedy wrestler a lot of times because the dude is fucking entertaining. And that's, that's the road that he took. You know, in all honesty, that, that's the road that he took. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not like he was trying to be serious and people kept laughing at him. I mean, that, that's the road that he took. So, um, I mean, to, to go like, you know, why aren't people taking me seriously? You know, that, that, that's got to be a mostly gimmick because, you know, but in the same token... To get the the whole company isn't booked with any kind of any kind of consistency. So to expect yourself to build into some title picture, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a politics, I don't know if what it is. There is there is no stability as far as storylines go, as far as anything goes for anybody, for anybody from the top to the bottom, guys. Nobody has like real good fucking solid storylines. There there's fucking nothing. So. And when when Greg does this type of thing and he goes out and he cuts this fucking shoot promo, he starts talking about, oh, you get a title shot, you get a title shot. Oh, Sammy Callahan, oh, uh, you know, uh, he's a death machine, he, you get a title shot. Oh, you're an ultraviolet beast, you get a title shot. Yeah, but one of the main people that you're talking about is in the fucking locker room too, and you don't mention, hey, you're a speedball, you get a title shot, because that makes sense. That is legit because that's like fucking he lost the first round match of best of the best speedball and then fucking got a world title shot against um Biff Music. His next match after losing the first round fucking match in Best of the Best was a world title shot against Biff Music. Lost that then got a wired title shot. Lost that and got a tag title shot. 
and then I think got another wired title shot. Like, the dude just fucking lost every fucking title shot he got. Like, continuously lost matches. Like, barely won any fucking matches, and then went one by for the best. Kind of went off and did his own fucking thing, because he started to catch popularity elsewhere. So that, to me, makes more sense as far as, you know, getting mad at somebody who's getting the shots and shit that you're not. Um... So I don't like that. That to me, you know, is a little bit more realistic. Again, I mean, maybe he didn't want to specifically call out the people he's talking about, but that—that's more so, you know, the realism about it. Um, you know, again, Masada getting a world title shot when Masada's fucking, you know, was world champion for two years. Honestly, I I like Masada. Masada's a great dude and a great fucking talent. But I think CZW killed Masada. I, I think they over-fucking-did it with him. They kept the title on him too long, and they had him win fucking every deathmatch tournament for two years. They had him win back-to-back fucking tournament of deaths. They had him win fucking tournament of deaths twice. They had him win another one in Europe or some shit. Like, just, they had him just fucking not lose, period, for over two years. Overkill, man. What else can you do with a guy at that point? It's just, I don't know. I, I think they they killed his buzz as far as that goes. I mean, you know, I mean, Fox, I mean, Fox, you know, he, he kills it everywhere he fucking goes. But they just, at that point, they were just looking for an entertaining main event because they blew what the fuck they had set up and tried to drag it out forever. The dude violated fucking parole and then, you know, they couldn't do what they wanted to do. So they had to just patch together a really entertaining match. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. It just, they had no plan. They had no backup plan. They had nothing. They were, they were hinging the fucking company on a guy who who just got out of prison. Pretty much. Um, so, so I don't know. I, but I think when Greg goes out there and he cuts this type of promo and he starts telling Gacy, like, I'll fucking run through anybody I can to fucking get what the fuck I deserve. I'll I'll take this fucking show hostage, you know, whatever. The next thing I think he should be doing is he should be like the fucking, the one-man hate club. They should have fucking, you know, a dark match or two guys, you know, fucking young guys in there, and he should just come out and destroy both fucking guys in, in the matches of no contest. And he just keeps, like, fucking shit up. You know, two, two other guys have a really hard-fought match and shit. And the fucking guy comes in like he's cashing in money in the bank and just fucking destroys the other guy to prove a fucking point. You know what I mean? Just shows, like, ruthlessness. Like, shit you haven't seen out of Greg Excellent yet. And he just fucking murders. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, why the fuck wouldn't this guy get a title shot? Look at him. He's fucking ruthless at this point. Not just the same fucking Greg Excellent, but now he's angry. And he wrestled Tony Nese who's not even a CZW guy. And, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's cool to give him that match and all that, but, like, okay, so this this sets him up to wrestle Joe Gacy, a guy who just lost the Wired title a couple of months ago? Like, I, the, your way of getting a world title shot is to fight a guy who lost a lower-ranked uh, lower title a month ago. I don't, I don't know how that earns you a world title shot. You're not even fighting the, the contenders that are going for the world title. Neither one of them are 
are guys that I would consider to be world title, um, like like you should put the title on Joe Gacy or Greg Excellent. And I like both of those dudes, but I don't think that neither one of them should be world title. So you're not selling it as a believable thing, especially when you put the two of them up against each other. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I personally don't like the direction. If you're not going to go the right, the right path to really build exactly what you're trying to put out there. Um, next up is Masada versus Ar Fox, which, you know, this is a good match. This is a good, um, you know, Styles clash and everything. But a lot of what they did in this show, they supposedly were taking January off to regroup and figure out what they were doing as far as booking and trying to figure out. But a lot of this show was just three matches from fucking Cage of Death. So they, they took the Cage main event and they fucking split it into two matches. You know? Masada um, versus Arrow Fox. You know, good stuff. Masada wins. Again. What, what is the end game? I mean, you can keep putting Masada over. You can keep putting him up. But... I mean, do you give the title back to him? I mean, he held it for two years. I don't. I don't know. I I just think they they kind of backed themselves into a corner as far as Book and Masada goes, and he's definitely a guy that likes to you know take those wins too. So I don't I don't really know what they do. And then where did, where does that put Ar Fox? You know, Ar Fox came out of Cage of Death, proving himself as a guy who could do shit you didn't think he could do. You know, people might have doubted that he could pull off what he did in Cage of Death, and now he goes through that, and then you know, fucking doesn't get the job done with with Masada, so it doesn't push him forward. And Masada it has just like a forever push because of what he's already accomplished in CZW. So I I don't know. I mean, it, it it's um kind of difficult. It doesn't really push you in any direction with either guy, in my opinion. Uh, Amazing Gulaks versus the Dub Boys. I- I'm not a big fan of the Dub Boys. Um, Amazing Gulaks are doing some of the best fucking shit on that card. I mean, their their whole gimmick and their whole fucking shit, it- it's fucking perfect. They're just, they are absolutely killing it. Um, one of the best matches I'm looking forward to on this fucking next show to jump ahead real quick EYFBO versus the Amazing Gulaks. That shit is going to be fucking bananas, man. That That is going to be entertainment on top of entertainment, man. That's that's going to be some great shit. Uh, I love what fucking what Drew and Rory are doing, man. It, it, it's just so great. So, um, But, yeah, I, this was all right. Again, I'm not a, not a big Dub Boys fan, so it was what it was. Uh, Junella, Leo, Leo Rush. Uh, they they fucking killed it. Um, they they went to a, a draw where they did like you know both shoulders down type deal. Maven comes out, Vice President Maven comes out and uh, restarts the match under sudden death rules, and you know, and Joey wins, and uh, you know so so that's you would think the end of their uh, you know the end of their run against each other. You would think that that that's what it seemed. Um, and I'll say this on a side note: Maven makes a million times better on camera, fucking um, like ownership or or authority role. Whether it be heel or face, he makes a million times better of a fucking on-screen character than DJ Hyde ever will. DJ Hyde is stiff, robotic. 
doesn't doesn't emote like his fucking emotions just look like shit. Like it just it doesn't come across well. And I know DJ just refuses to remove himself from shit. Like he he's done the, the just like go away, but he leaves like an empty space where no one really says anything about anything. Like it, it just uh, Maven he has a way better role as far as you know, the way he comes across. He comes across and, and you believe what's going down. You know, he comes out there and says, this is CZW, this is this, you know, restart the match. It's all that needs to be done. He plays the role he's supposed to be and gets the fuck out of the way. He doesn't try to steal the show or make it about himself or whatever, but he plays the exact role he's supposed to be playing, something that DJ has no fucking grasp on whatsoever. And I really wish that they would make Maven more of an on-screen character that way and fucking DJ would just step back into the fucking shadow and maybe focus on the goddamn booking making sense. Garlet and Graves, Dave Chris versus Des- and Des and Xavier and Zachary Wentz versus uh, Josio, Frankie Picard, and Connor Claxton makes no fucking sense at all. On one side of things, Connor Claxton has a fucking team. He has a faction he's with. And then somehow he's just in this match. It was supposed to be Bucks Belmar, which didn't make any sense, but he got caught up at the border or whatever the case was, and Frankie Picard, who makes zero fucking sense. Frankie Picard, another fucking guy who worked nothing but Dojo War shows, traded the fucking Dojo War title or, or the fucking uh, the Wired title with, like, Shane Strickland or some shit, and then got a title shot on the fucking uh, Wired title shot on the main card out of nowhere. His debut in the CCW main shows was a fucking wire title shot. But Ricky Shane Page absolutely fucking murders it against Danny Havoc, gets please come back chance, and his third match is to earn a spot in the fucking on the roster. The fuck is wrong with you, DJ? And then Sozio, who, you know, last year was fucking world champion, but now he's in fucking six-man mixed tags that make zero fucking sense and zero progression of fucking character. Now, the other huge fucking problem I have with this is Desmond Xavier. Desmond Xavier was the first guy to be announced for best of the best because he won a spot at Cage of Death. Your only fucking job between Cage of Death and best of the best is to make him a fucking viable contender to win best of the best. So you put him in competitive fucking matches where he's dominant, one-on-one fucking competitive matches where he's fucking dominant and comes out on top, even if he was in a fucking three-way or a four-way and still looked like that motherfucker just went out there and tore it up and he looked like an unstoppable fucking junior heavyweight cruiserweight, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He just looked like an unstoppable fucking force and you're like, this fucking new kid could fucking win best of the best, man. The the tear they have him on going in. Look, you just fucking took AR Fox out to fucking to, to Masada. That did nothing for fucking anybody. If you had AR Fox put that fucking dude over, then you're like, fuck, man, he beat AR Fox. And that could have been following him beating fucking somebody else. You know, you know what I mean? This is what you do with him. You have him beat that guy, you have him beat that guy, go into fucking 
best of the best with pretty much an undefeated streak, which only took two months of fucking putting them over. That's all it would have took is two months of putting them over. That's it. Two fucking months of mixed tag matches and tag matches or whatever, because that's what he's that's what he's in fucking on the twenty sixth is another fucking tag match, and they didn't gel for shit in that tag match. They tried one like um like double forearm spot where they were supposed to Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier were supposed to hit a forearm to the front and the back of somebody on the other team, and it looked like absolute shit. Then they did it again on the outside where they tried to hit, um, like, synchronized kicks at the same time, and that looked like shit. So there wasn't anything you did as far as building them as a legitimate tag team. You could push them all you want, but they don't look like a cohesive unit that's just crushing it. And the one guy who should be fucking crushing it is the fucking guy who you already put in best of the best in December, and the motherfucker has zero momentum going into fucking best of the best. There is zero reason for that dude to make it out of the first round, and nobody should even believe that he belongs out of the first round because you did that shit. You you had to put that fucking guy in out of that big-ass fucking magic cage of death, and then you had to fucking do zero to push that motherfucker for anyone to believe what you planned on doing. That all you had to fucking do is make a motherfucker believe what you decided to do. That's why, to me, the booking is fucking easy, because all you have to do is just follow up on your own decision. That's all you have to do. It's real fucking easy. Patch this to that. That's, that's your only goal. And if it's too hard to do, then maybe don't book that. But, you know, this is just the consistency that I'm looking for. I, I don't know. Again, Danny Havoc versus Ricky Shane Page in a St. Valentine's Day massacre, memorial, death match, blah, 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 blah. And fucking, it's supposed to earn fucking, if Ricky Shane Page, even though he lost two times in a row to Danny Havoc and got fucking please come back chance both times, absolutely fucking killed it every time out. The fucking fans are clamoring for him to come back in. It took DJ Hyde six fucking months, please come back chant to book Ricky Shane Page again. They book him again at Cage of Death. Ricky fucking kills it. Another please come back chant. And we follow that with Ricky needs to earn his spot in this company. What kind of bullshit is that? What kind of ridiculous fucking nonsense is that? One of the most entertaining fucking guys on your card currently as far as a fresh name and somebody that the fans are going fucking bananas for and the dude's going above and beyond to fucking kill it and kill himself in the fucking ring doing shit at your fucking size, DJ, that you couldn't fucking do in your entire fucking career. You couldn't do a motherfucking thing close to what Ricky Shane Page does at the pretty much the same fucking size. That's how you fucking are built like you and fucking perform how the fucking fans are going to have you over. But that's not something you're capable of doing because you bought your way into the fucking business. You're not, you're not a fucking guy who ever earned your fucking spot. You bought your way into the fucking business. And now you can book whatever you want because it's your company. It, it, that doesn't that doesn't make you shit as far as respect goes. You know what I mean? This this is what I'm talking about. And a guy who's getting legitimate fucking respect from the fans, you as an owner still have to go. And it's not a heel move. It's just being retarded and not even paying attention. The fans are screaming his fucking name and you know it. And then you go, no, he's got to he's got to you know earn a fucking shot. Both guys are faces in the fucking match. 
So it's not like they're going to really root against Danny Havoc. In the same token, of course, they want him still working there. But nobody's against Danny Havoc getting a fucking world title shot either. So fuck. You leave people with nobody to root for and just enjoy a good match. But your storyline on both sides of it is garbage. Absolute fucking trash. So then RSP loses the fucking the match because Tim Dons comes in and costs RSP the match. So Danny Havoc gets a world title shot, right? Mm, not so much. Not so much. Um, but, you know, maybe sometime in the future, but just not just not yet. Um, and then uh, RSP doesn't doesn't earn a um, a roster spot, so he he doesn't get he doesn't get a roster spot. Oh wait, he's in best of the best now. So wait a minute. So your prestigious tournament, you just gain entry to that shit any kind of way. But the dude had to earn a spot to the fucking roster against a guy who already beat him twice if he won this match, but he didn't, so he's not on the roster, but he's in the prestigious... What the fuck are you talking about? He didn't have to earn a spot to get into tournament of death. He just booked him and he showed up and got a please come back game. He didn't have to earn a rematch other than the please come back chance six months prior. Fucking killed it at Cage of Death. Please come back. You book him again, and now it's like, well, you got to win this match. Okay, you don't win this match. I guess you're in the death, uh, the, the fucking best of the best. Like, that shit makes zero fucking sense. It's absolute garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. Um, all right, so next up, Drake Younger is inducted into the CZW Hall of Fame. Um, I love Drake. Um, I, you know, Drake absolutely deserves going into the CZW Hall of Fame. Everybody who's gone into the CZW Hall of Fame minus the one fucking guy who put himself in because he feels like that was a funny gimmick and that was a great storyline for DJ to put himself in. DJ is the only person who does not belong in the CZW fucking Hall of Fame. The, the only fucking person. But when it comes down to it, a CZW Hall of Fame without Trent Acid is invalid. The fact that DJ Hyde is too fucking much of a dickhead to put fucking Trent Acid into the CZW Hall of Fame. This is the shit that fucking pisses me off because CZW was obviously had an identity of deathmatch wrestling. If you look at it from afar, CZW still has an identity of deathmatch wrestling. But the new fucking quote-unquote CCW, they try to pen it like DJ Hyde invented fucking wrestling in CZW. CZW didn't have a wrestling background. They were just death matches. There were just eight death matches on every card. Bullshit. When I fucking started going to CZW, crushing the competition, DJ didn't go to CZW yet. He showed up a couple months later. But still, I got there before he started showing up as a fucking fan. And when I got there fucking opening fucking match they had to Jerry and fucking super crazy tearing it up in the ring before they had it broken up by um Justice Payne who was wrestling to Jerry and Nick Bondo who was wrestling super crazy in a three way with Rick Blade. So they had that go on and um 
you know, so that that was how the, the show fucking started. Also on that fucking card, you had the SATs, you had the Briscoe brothers, uh, you know what I mean? So the Amazing Red, a guy who completely fucking revolutionized fucking high-flying wrestling on the fucking Indies. Everybody got a fucking standing star press after it came down to fucking Amazing Red. You had fucking Ruckus tearing it up and doing, you know, that crazy high-flying shit at a much larger fucking weight and blowing motherfuckers' minds with the amount of shit that he could do in that fucking ring. You had Trent Acid, who was one of the most charismatic fucking all-around, cover-all-fucking-bases, all-star fucking wrestler who could do fucking anything and had all the charisma in the fucking world, could match anybody on fucking TV as far as fucking drawing in the fucking crowd and getting them to fucking do what they wanted them to do, what he wanted them to do. He could draw them in and make them fucking hate him. He could pop the fucking crowd if he wanted. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He had the fucking crowd in the palm of his hand. He knew how to fucking control shit. This, you know, best of the best, I mean, was created off the image of fucking Trent Acid. The fucking first best of the best tournament was won by Winger with a storyline in it that Johnny Cashmere fucked Trent Acid out of best of the best. Dressed as Winger and all of that. Best of the Best 2 was won by fucking Trent Acid. Best of the Best 3 was still fucking Trent Acid right in the fucking mix. Best of the Best was built off Trent Acid's fucking back. I personally think, I still fucking think, that Best of the Best should have been renamed the fucking Trent Acid Memorial when he fucking passed. Just like other fucking companies make shit their fucking tournament in honor of a person when they fucking pass, I thought Trent Acid deserved that shit. If that was the fucking Trent Acid Memorial fucking tournament, nobody would look at that shit lesser. They would fucking respect the fuck out of that because he earned that shit. When I had DJ Hyde on fucking years ago, a couple years ago, because it's been a long time since DJ came on my show because he likes to go on all these other little podcasts and suck his dick. But when I asked him real fucking questions, then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I don't know if it fits in my schedule. I'll get back to you, this and that. Yeah, all right. So, fuck him. But when I, when I asked him, why, why um, you know, what's up with, you know, a Trent Acid, like, why can't you do, like, a, a tribute show to him? Why no tribute to him? Well, his answer was, his circumstances of death you know, don't really look good in the public eye because he didn't go under the best circumstances and it doesn't reflect the image of CCW well. That that was his fucking answer. So pretty much fuck him forever, regardless of the fact that CCW being largely built on the back of fucking Trent Acid on the side of wrestling. But we could sell fucking three, four shirts to raise money for the commissary of a motherfucker in prison. Currently. Right fucking now you're selling t-shirts in a fucking building to send to a motherfucker's commissary in prison who robbed the fucking bank. So you don't give a fuck about somebody who passed, who did tons for this fucking company, but you care about somebody who's still here and still fucking up to this day, and you're fucking putting money in his fucking pocket. And the second he gets out, you'll fucking rush to book his ass. And I'm not saying don't book age, but don't talk about your fucking company's image and shit on someone who passed, 
who built this motherfucker, who did more for CZW than you'll ever do in your fucking life. You can buy those fucking letters. You can buy the color yellow. And you'll never fucking do. You won't scratch the surface of what fucking Trent Acid did. You know what I mean? That's the shit that pisses me off. Because you take a fucking high horse like you know what's best for business. And you don't know shit. You don't know a motherfucking thing. Because you wouldn't shit on motherfuckers like that if you did know a fucking thing. You wouldn't honor fucking you know, this one or that one, and completely skip over the motherfucker Robbie Marino. That motherfucker will tell you any fucking day of the week. He said it right on my fucking post when I posted about it. He doesn't He doesn't deserve the fucking one he's got if Trent ain't got it. Ruckus feels the same fucking way. Guarantee you Drake feels the same fucking way. A lot of motherfuckers there in the CZW Hall of Fame would gladly fucking put their shit right back on your fucking table. If Trent Acid wasn't in it, and, and he's not, and he's not, and a lot of people, they just figured he was, they just figured, oh, I'd imagine he is, right, he's fucking not, man, he's not, and you rather put yourself in as a stupid little fucking cutesy gimmick to be funny and try to get yourself over as a heel, it's not a heel, you're just a jerk off, everyone thinks you're a jerk off, you bought yourself into the fucking business, no one books you because you're fucking talent, they book you because you, you own a fucking company. There is nothing that your fucking quote-unquote talent got you. Nothing. And, and you get the shit on motherfuckers like Trent Acid that made a fucking company that you came out of your fucking grandma's pocket or whoever the fuck's pocket in order to pay for because you couldn't build shit on your fucking own. You needed something with a fan base, a fan base that was helped to create by guys like fucking Trent Acid. And now you get to tell, you get to tell the fucking world who CZW is honoring. And you, you go and you fucking suck Drake's dick because he's on the fucking WWE. So you want to fucking shoot in the image for your shit because now that's a guy on fucking TV. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Just like, oh, the fucking, the, um, the, the Chris Cash Memorial, uh, the, the, the Down with the Sickness, it's not just a cash show. It's not just a cash show. It's not just a, It's for everybody. When you got on the fucking mic and you forgot J.C. Bailey's fucking name until the fans yelled it at you. You were on the outside of the fucking ropes, and they say they started screaming fucking J.C. Bailey. And then you pretended like that was part of your fucking plan. Or uh, I guess that was a heel move to forget another dead guy, right? Fuck out of here, man. This is why you don't get fucking respect. Not just because you're not John Zandig, because you go way in over your fucking head, you disrespect the dead, you don't respect the fucking legacy of the shit that you had to fucking purchase and pretend like you were the fucking savior. Honestly, a lot of good things have happened in CZW since you've taken over CZW, but if CZW went completely under after Zandig walked away, if he walked away and that company folded, Many other companies would have filled that exact fucking void and did every fucking single thing that you've done since then without you. And that's a fucking fact. Because if the deathmatch wrestling went away, the same way the Nick Gage Invitational showed up because someone saw an opportunity to run something, somebody else would have stepped up and they would have found a reason to run something. Maybe it wouldn't have been an every year tournament of death. Maybe it wouldn't have been a this and maybe it wouldn't have been that. Would have been a little bit different, but the talent would have found places to work and the fans would have found places to fucking support and the shit would have continued without you. And, and, and that's just a fucking fact. And it just wouldn't have been with your fucking name attached to it. So I, I don't respect that shit. I don't respect that shit at all. And then on top of that, this fucking anniversary show, you're fucking honoring Drake Younger, 
Drake Younger, Drake Younger. Next thing you know, fucking ten dollars for motherfuckers to go stand in the ring with Drake Younger and take a fucking picture. Ten fucking dollars you charging fans. These fucking little ass kids got to come fucking ten dollars. And there was there was fucking there was a whole big ass fucking line. So you made, I mean, you made probably four or five hundred dollars at least off of selling fucking picture, fucking pictures of Drake Younger with fans and shit. Whitehacker Hogan paid fucking ten. I mean, some of these people, man, you know, I mean, their intelligence is what it is. You, you could fucking you could take it at face value, but these motherfuckers come in here month in and month out. And and fucking, you know, we're honoring a guy with CZW fucking this and this. And, you know, this is the definition of CZW and this and this. And, you know, if you want to just, you know, pay $10 to get a picture with him and shit like this. You know, it's just, it's fucking crazy. And this is what I mean. Like, you're removing the friendliness of the fucking, the, the CZW being a family. And the family didn't just include the little fraternity that you're trying to, again, that you bought yourself into because motherfuckers don't take you seriously back there either. You are, like I said, on the fucking, if, if anyone wants to check out the hot tag podcast, I was on there. You are the most disrespected owner by people who currently work in the company that I've ever fucking heard. You'll always hear people who shoot on a company. They leave. I've never heard more people shoot on the motherfucker that they currently work for openly. Never more so than DJI. Nobody. Nobody gets fucking, has their workers shit on them while they're still paying them the way that they do you. And there's something to that. You should feel like a dickhead. You really should. So, next up was uh, TV Ready versus EYFBO. This was a great match. EYFBO was a phenomenal tag team. It was about fucking time they were brought into CZW. And, um, and I'm glad. I don't know if it was a future plan or whatnot, but um, the, it was supposed to be another rematch of the, of the same shit at Cage of Death type of thing with uh, Team Tremendous, and it turned out to be UIFBO as the, the substitution. So I don't know if it just kind of fast-forwarded something they already planned or whatever the case was. It was only a matter of time, in my opinion, because um, EYFBO is tearing it up and you know, they're local enough where you should definitely be booking these guys. They're fucking awesome. And, um, you know, TV ready is really gelling as a tag team now and, um, you know, doing their thing as champions. And, uh, yeah, th- this was a really good fucking match and, uh, you yeah, know, great shit. Um, next up was Sammy Callahan versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, crazy match, fucking killed each other, all of that. Now, um, of course, it doesn't make sense. Uh, then, then you have Jonathan Gresham, who's been running uh, an angle of being there like every month, but not being booked. Meanwhile, he kind of is there every month and not booked. So I don't know if he's got an injury or any kind of shit like that that does keep him from working, but otherwise, doing something where you legitimately have one of the best wrestlers on the fucking indies in the building and don't book him, eh, kind of a... Kind of not the best angle for the fans, but okay. So, um, there's this. Um, they 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 beat the shit out of each other, but the thing that I don't like, since Sammy got out, Sammy all of a sudden is this, like, he's like the code of honor guy. He's, you know, hard-hitting all of that shit, Sammy Callahan, during the match, but after every fucking match he has now, 
he has to he has to um, inform the fans that the guy he wrestled is really good because we never knew that. Like, Mike Bailey had the fucking whole crowd chanting for him at, at best of the best, but now that Sammy's out of the WWE, Sammy's got to beat him and then announce to the fans that this, this guy is really awesome and I'm going to shake his hand and we're going to hang out like we're boys. See, this is the same Sammy Callahan that, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Sammy, but this is the Sammy Callahan that fucking buried the fucking ECW arena and fucking, you know, shit on Sabu and fucking uh, wrestled Fit Finley and Evolve. And when Fit Finley tried to give him respect, he fucking smacked him in the face. You know, this is a ruthless fucking Sammy Callahan who didn't give a fuck about anybody. Before, after the match, that's what I mean as far as staying to that fucking character. I mean, if every once in a while you want to pay respect to the guy after the match and really just give it up for the match you just had, fine. But you did it with David Starr. You followed the next month. You did it with fucking Mike Bailey. And then following that match, DJ comes out with his fucking, again, like, non-existent personality, non-existent role, just comes out, you want to, in my company, people running around and stuff? Well, next month, you're fucking, here's what we're going to do. You're going to wrestle Masada. Fucking Sammy's like, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, we're going to tear it up next month. So you're already shaking this motherfucker's hand. So that's like three fucking shows in a row that you're shaking the motherfucker's hand. So... Ruthless fucking Sammy Callahan. I mean, sure, he'll hit hard during the match. He'll fucking wrestle his ass off. Nothing against his ability or anything like that. That shit's all still completely intact. But as far as gimmick-wise, it's all the fucking the death machine. is only a death machine for a portion of the match. And then afterwards, they, they set up, you know, they have a picnic and shit. Every fucking match. Every match after afterwards, we have to learn from Sammy how good his opponent was. And, and just come on, man. What the fuck? It, it, it used to be he was a fucking killer. He didn't give a fuck about anybody. And that that's, you know, shit, man. Go on your fucking shoot interview three months later and, and tell the world how good he was. But while in front of the fucking crowd, can we just stick to the fucking gimmick that you're a, you're a fucking killer? Why is that difficult? I, I don't understand. Now, now that you're out of the WWE, we need to learn from you that David Starr is a good wrestler because we didn't know that before. And then the same thing with Mike Bailey, who had the whole crowd cheering for him at best of the best. We have to wait till the match is over so Sammy can go, hey, hey, guys, I just want you guys to know that this guy is fucking awesome. And I, and I think he said it was his best match he ever had or some crazy shit like that. Like, ooh, why would you even need to say it? Like, that's not even – that's not true, one. Two, you know, it was a great fucking match, but why does this need to be put on that fucking pedestal? Every fucking month you're going to – I mean, again, unless the fans are just trained seals, like they're just gonna say, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, she's the best." So we didn't know that before. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. But okay, DJ books fucking Sammy versus Masada. Sammy announces they're fucking great friends and great. We're gonna kick each other's fucking heads in. Da 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 da. Okay, again, this is what I mean. That's what you wanted to book. That's what you wanted to go with. How fucking hard is it for Masada to walk out after that fucking match? No DJ, no none of that shit. Masada walk out after that fucking match and say, hey, Sammy, you know. And, and again, you don't have to break the fact that you guys are cool and all of that shit. But come out there and say, hey, man, 
you know, you had quite a run, you know, at NXT. You know, you stayed under contract for quite some time over there. Well, while you were away, I was fucking running shit around here. Now, you're coming in. You're getting shots at the best of the best winner. You're getting shots at, you know, David Starr. You're getting shots at this one. And you're running roughshod across a lot of people in here. But if you're going to become the guy in fucking CZW, there's somebody you're going to fucking come through, and that's me. And, you know, you, you prove yourself that you're still up to the challenge of working our fucking style here in CZW, then, then that, that's all good. You know what I mean? Something just as simple as that ties it together to say, okay, this is why they're fighting. And now Sammy's got a chip on his shoulder like, you want me to fucking prove myself? And now they go into that match with a little bit of fucking fire behind them. Instead of, yeah, DJ said we're going to fight and we're friends, so we're going to fucking punch each other in the face. Like, what the fuck is that? That's stupid as shit. Like, now you're legitimately doing it for nothing. You built the fucking match for absolutely nothing, and you're just doing it for nothing. They're like, we're going to kill each other because... DJ said so, but we're friends, and that's great, and everything's awesome. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, come on, can we suspend disbelief? Can we fucking do something to try to make it act like maybe you don't like the other guy that you're wrestling? What the fuck, man? You're just going to cave in your boy's face, and then, oh, we're going to shake hands after the match because he's awesome. And I don't know if you guys knew that, but he's awesome. You know, this is what I mean. You guys book this shit with Zero, just zero fucking direction. You don't give a fuck if it makes sense or not. It's just like, well, that that looks good. Let's do that then. And then he announces AR Fox to uh, take on B-Boy. Okay. I'm really excited to see B-Boy back. Um, I I might actually have B-Boy on the show next week because he's on on the East Coast. He hit me up saying that, you know, he'd like to do the show while he's out here, so... Uh, hope I be boy on. It's been a couple of years since I've had him on, and uh, you know, I, I look forward to you know talking to him again. Um, you know that that's a great fucking booking. You know, Ar Fox versus B Boy. Again, you know, I, I don't know what it does. I mean, it's a fantastic match, and I'm all about watching it. But Ar Fox just lost to Masada, so putting him over a guy who hasn't worked here in a couple of years doesn't exactly do anything for him and putting the guy who hasn't worked here in a couple of years over doesn't exactly do anything there either. So again, you're setting these things up with really no direction. And um again, maybe in the situation where you book AR Fox and Masada, Fox Fox gets the win there. And then fucking you know, and then somehow you know, maybe Fox puts out an open fucking challenge. Uh, I, I just came out of fucking cage of death. I, you know, I fucking almost killed myself in there to try to capture that fucking title. I came out of that. I beat the fucking ultraviolet beast. You know, who, who'd have thought I'd fucking come out on top of that? I'll take on anybody, anytime, any fucking, you know, any da, 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 open challenge type shit. Fucking B-Boy. B-Boy's fucking announced. He sends a video from fucking Cali and, and like, you know, a week later, you get the fucking announcement online with B-Boy cutting a promo. Hey, it's been a while since I've been there and this and that. Yeah, AR Fox is a guy I've heard a lot about. Never crossed paths with him. You know, this guy's out there running, you know, running shit. And, uh, you know, maybe it's time I come back to the combat zone and show this motherfucker what's up. You know what I mean? Whatever the case is. 
patch it together and make it make sense. It, it doesn't take like a fucking, you know, a graphic novel. You don't have to write like a fucking 10 chapter book. You just have to fucking, it's a matter of a couple sentences. And that makes it make sense where you go, oh, okay. But it's, it's nothing. There's none of that. Tremont beats Devin in a ladder match. You know, crazy fucking match. Matches all over the place. They fucking killed it. Great. You know, great, great shit. Um, so let, let's look at this uh, proving, proving Grounds card. All right. Where's the fucking card? That's not what I want. Press Proving Grounds. It brings up Dojo Wars. I don't want to see that shit. All right. Um, so you got another match of Devin versus fucking Tremont. Um, Devin got a shot at Cage of Death. Devin got a shot last month. Devin's getting a shot again. Um, not really sure why. The two of them will kill it. So, you know, you know no big deal there. I mean, as far as what is it, what it's worth, I mean, the match is it's going to be great. And this is a uh, Taipei bar buyer boards. Um, says, um, uh, TV ready is going to address CZW. So who knows what they'll be doing? Um, B-boy versus AR Fox. As I mentioned before, they're going to tear it the fuck up. B-boy is going to get a fucking thunderous ovation. I think, um, Masada Sammy, we just went over that. Um, Joe Gacy versus Greg Excellent. You know, again, I've touched on all these things because as they set them up, they really didn't, really not a lot of future behind that. Um, uh, Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham. Like, dude, like, they didn't even fucking, when they were going back and forth and all that and building this match, they didn't even go into really that, like, hey, the guy that's fucking... You in, that beat you fucking last year in the goddamn best of the best. The finals was fucking those two guys. So just no tie-in, no nothing. But this is a company that had Matt Tremont win the fucking tournament of death and didn't even mention it next month when they announced him coming to the ring. So, you know, I, I don't know why I'm expecting a year ago to be mentioned. Um, a four-way of David Starr, Leo Rush, Joey Janela, and Dave Chris. I think all these guys are, like, already in best of the best. Oh, I'll check their best of the best lineup, but I, I'm pretty sure. Um, this, this is going to be a great four-way, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great four-way. Yeah, I think they're all in best of the best because it has the best of the best preview thing. And uh, the best of the best logo is, is the uh, Amok. Disney Cars logo, so just you know, they're going year in year out. The goddamn Disney themes, um, you know, fucking neglect Cage of Death by spending December in Disney every fucking year, and then they'll uh, make best of the best a cutesy Disney logo every fucking year too. This is all heading in a great direction. Um, and then we got the Nation of Intoxication. With Connor Claxton, you know, the guy who tagged with fucking two other guys he has nothing to do with last month, well, he's going to team up with Lucky, and uh, then they're going to finish doing nothing to build uh, Desmond Xavier, and uh, he's teamed up with the other guy, Zachary Wentz, and uh, Scarlett and Graves. They're going to they're gonna wrestle those guys and accomplish absolutely nothing. 
So um, that's that's that. Um, all right. Um, so so that's that's pretty much that show. Um, following that, they have uh, Welcome to the Combat Zone, which is like their WrestleMania weekend show, um, which is stacked. It's fucking stacked. It's, it's a great card. But again, if you did something to you know make some kind of continuance did something to, you know, patch it all together and draw the fans in, especially if you're going to catch some eyes of a new crowd, do something that's going to have some continuance. Um, but why do that? Uh, so you got Masada versus Matt Tremont, and this is, um, this is your, uh, this is a no-rope barbed wire? Yeah, no-rope barbed wire match. Well, which to me is crazy because didn't Danny Havoc win a fucking world title shot? Why not have fucking WrestleMania weekend, Noah Barbwire, Matt Tremont, fucking uh, Danny Havoc? Like, I understand, like, Masada was the champion for two years. I understand Devin was the champion. But, like, Matt Tremont beat Devin, Air Fox, and Masada to keep his title at Cage of Death. And now everyone in that match is getting just multiple title shots for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, really, really no fucking direction at all. Like, can we bring in, like, fucking Dan Moff and have him wrestle fucking Matt Tremont? Can we do, like, some fucking innovative shit? Can we do fucking something that makes sense? You know, just just throw somebody at the champion to make it fucking fresh instead of, like, all right, you wrestle those guys at Cage of Death. You're going to wrestle those guys until, like, fucking Tournament of Death now. And then... You know, we'll do something else maybe after that. So, like, half the year will be consumed with the same match that happened in, in December. Um, Jessica Havoc is wrestling Cherry Bomb. Uh, I guess the WSU title is, is that. Uh, AR Fuck, Mike Bailey. Uh, Nation of Intoxication of Danny Havoc, Devin Moore, and um, Lucky versus uh, the Amazing Gulaks and Chuck Taylor. That match will be really fucking entertaining. Um, Chuck Taylor is another guy who I'd, I'd like to see a lot more in CZW. He's one of the most entertaining guys in the fucking on the Indies, in my opinion. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who fucking gets emotion and knows how to really draw the crowd in and everything. Um, you know, play off a comedy gimmick and you know be able to wrestle and just tie everything together. Fucking, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, very valuable dude. Um, Sammy Callahan versus Bull James, who was uh, Bull Dempsey in NXT. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, too, with Sammy, it's all just like a fantasy booking. There's no storyline. There's no angle. There's no anything. There's just Sammy versus question mark every month. Who do you want to see Sammy fight? David Starr. And then then uh, fucking Speedball. And then, then just Bull Dempsey. And then uh, we'll have him fight somebody else. Uh, you know, Masada. And then we'll have him fight this other guy. You know, like, they're just throwing him at whoever they feel like watching Sammy wrestle. Which, again, fine for good matches, but your storylines don't exist. And then when you decide to have one, you know, months down the road, you can't expect fans to really invest in it much when you kind of left them without any of that shit, you know, for so long. Uh, really makes zero fucking sense. Um, and then, again, Leo Rush versus Joey Janela, which we'll tear it up. I could swear we just closed that out with a two out of three falls match. But, all right, back at it again. 
So that's that's uh that's what they're doing there. Like I said, Ricky James Page has a fucking best of the best spot. Uh, let me see if I if they have the lineup on their actually event page. Uh, Desmond Xavier, they've done nothing to build. Dave Chris, who's just in it because uh, Leo Rush, who just lost the title, so he's in it. Uh, Joey Janela, he's got his title. Uh, David Starr just lost to Sammy Callahan and went overseas, so he's in it. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, they're running an angle that he's he's there every month, but he's not booked, so clearly he's in the best of the best. Um, Ryan Galone, who was in the, the front, is is now being managed by Veda Scott for no reason, and they've done nothing to build to that. Unless maybe like a that's a dojo award thing, I don't know. But all of a sudden he's in best of the best, which is supposed to be prestigious, and he's managed by Veda Scott, and then he's just in best of the best. Uh, Anthony Henry, who I don't know who the fuck that is, um, and Ricky Shane Page. I don't know if that's the whole tournament. If there's more people in it, I think there's more. I think Ethan Page or somebody else was announced for it too. Um, but yeah, so that that's best of the best, and um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get closer to it. It's a couple weeks away, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I have a big problem as far as the build and the um, the storylines go, or, or the lack thereof, because it, it is it really is as simple as saying I want this guy to wrestle this guy. Now let me explain to the fans why that guy has a problem with that guy. Like, you know, in, in wrestling, you know, occasionally you get, you know, the the fantasy booking type match where it's that guy versus that guy just because it's really good and they, they bump into each other and got to prove who's best or something. But for the most part, you're supposed to try to build some kind of reason why this guy doesn't like that guy and that's why they're going to wrestle. And it's it's really not like that at all. It's, you know, you, you got guys, and this has been a big CZW problem over the years. You got guys in fa- factions. Like, yeah, fucking, you had the front. The front was supposed to be, you know, a fucking badass mob, this and that. Then, like, one month they had Joe Gacy tag with them. And then another month they had fucking uh, Jocka come in and, and, and wrestle with them. Like, you were supposed to already have your thugs in, in the group. Then all of a sudden, Jocka comes in for one month, and he wrestles with them. And another month, Joe Gacy tags with him. And then you got the Nation of Intoxication, but then, like, Connor Claxton tags with Sozio and fucking Frankie Picard. And like, what the, the fuck is this? And no rhyme, reason, or explanation for it. But people are supposed to take the company seriously. And people are supposed to not use this place as a stepping stone because it should really be the place to be when this is how they handle talent. It's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. So, look, that's that's the fucking show for tonight, man. I um, It's good to be back. My fucking throat's going to hurt tomorrow because I haven't talked that long in the fucking month, you know? I do a lot of talking, but just not all at once that way. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I probably forgot shit because I had so much to get to, and uh, is that I try to get to everything I had to talk about. And uh, you know, hopefully everybody enjoys it. Hopefully next week 
I'll be back with fucking B-Boy. If not, I'll be back either way talking some shit. I may do the show on Thursday next week because um, B-Boy may be doing, you know, like a a Wednesday show or something kind of up in the air. So if he's doing uh, something Wednesday, then I'm probably going to move the show to Thursday next week and then do it then. That way, um, you know, it works out for everybody and I can do the show and I'd be boy on and everything else. And then, you know, right following that will be the CZW show. Week after that, obviously, I'll have a big uh, review of the CZW show that I attended and uh, hopefully everything is going to be awesome. So, um, so that's pretty much that. Um, like I said, you go check out that Hot Tag podcast. I was on it last week. That was a good time. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, check out my boy Andrew Carlock. I got to hit him up, see what the fuck he's up to, man, because I haven't seen a lot out of him as far as uh, what kind of shows he's doing. But he's always kicking around something. You got the sports den over there. Those guys are killing it, talking all sorts of shit, man. Lots of fucking shit stirring up with the fucking NFL, guys moving all over the fucking place. I'm tired of hearing this off-season shit, man. Is Cap fucking staying? Is Cap leaving? He wants to play for the fucking Browns. He wants to play for the fucking Broncos. No one wants to pay him what he's getting paid. It's all this bullshit. It's fucking mayhem. So uh, I want to get fucked back to football season. I haven't watched a lot of basketball, but um, I'm waiting for the playoffs, and then I'm going to pretend like I've been watching it the whole fucking season. Um yeah, I'm a Heat fan, and uh, it was kind of a rough year last year. I mean, our fucking Chris Bosh is supposed to be the fucking the new leader of the team, but, you know, LeBron gone, he, he's going to take the head spot. You know, Dwayne Wade's banged up. You know, he, he's still the fucking man, but, you know, kind of stretching those, the end of his career, still banged up, and, and Chris Bosh is really taking that leadership role, and then he had fucking blood clots in his lung, and they were talking about he could die. So uh, that that's what the identity our, our team was last year. We built into a way better team this year. I've only watched a little bit of a few games. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm definitely not as big of a basketball fan as, as, number one, I used to be. And number two, I've never been as big a basketball fan as I was a football fan. So, um, you know, but I'm going to get into the playoffs because the playoffs are, you know, that do-or-die mentality. Just too many fucking basketball games in a season. It just it doesn't fucking matter. You know, you beat the Knicks today, and fucking Knicks don't show up to the playoffs ever. So who gives a fuck? You know, it's just uh, I've become more of a fan of the NBA playoffs, and uh, you know, I'm so diehard football fan. I watch the fucking every preseason game, and you know all of that. But um, still, you know, huge fucking Miami Heat fan. Just uh. Just can't get into fucking finding every game to to watch anymore, and uh, you know got all sorts of other shit going on too. So, uh, but yeah, check out the sports stand. They'll be talking about all sorts of basketball happenings and fucking the off season football stuff. And I don't even know. I, I I think baseball's playing, right? Yeah, baseball. No, baseball's gonna start up soon. Yeah, spring training. That's what they do. And uh, I guess hockey's later. I don't fucking know. But um. Yeah, check all that shit out, man. They they do their thing over there. And, um, hey, for anyone who's fucking interested in these bigger fucking uh, Zandy guy shirts, I did my fucking – got my last order in because, look, man, I, I still have so – I still have the majority of my larges and extra larges, and I just wanted to fucking get it out of the way. I ordered the bigger sizes, and uh, then when I'm done with all of it, you know – that's it, man. I, I, I'm not trying to make this a fucking career. It's it's only uh, I haven't even broken even, so 
definitely well below breaking even yet. And I just put myself further in the hole just so I could fill the fucking orders of everyone who asked for fucking bigger shirts. I just, I, you know, more than anything, I want to get these fucking shirts out there, have people represent the fucking Zandig era, and, you know, obviously my show name on it, too. So, um, hit me up. You want the fucking, the bigger shirts. Within the next couple of weeks, I'll have them. And, uh, that's pretty much that, man. I'll check you motherfuckers out next week. Good to be back. Peace. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that part. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. Say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.